She's rich. Rich? Rich. Powerful. Listen, if you were to rescue her, the reward would be... What? Well, more wealth than you can imagine. I don't know. I can imagine quite a bit. Put them in your mouth and suck them in, suck them. Suck on my chocolate salty balls now. Put them in your mouth. Put them in your mouth and suck them. <laughs> Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Fast Day with Films. What up? <laughs> you didn't think you were going to hear that, did you? <laughs> well, that's what we do around here. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I am back in Florida. Last pod, I was up in Massachusetts, did a great uh, sequel, horror sequels pod with my cousin. Was, we'll be uh, the judge of that. I haven't that's heard right, you yet. Yeah. <laughs> Great my ass. <laughs> you left out two-thirds of the talent. Yeah. <laughs> As I said on I said, they could have come up here. I didn't yeah. stop them. Yeah, yeah. Right. that's right. They would have showed their commitment if we were about to push record. <laughs> they, pop, they walked through the door. I'm beginning to doubt like, your commitment <laughs> to fascinating with Phil. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was cool. We had a blast up there. I horror got sequels? To, uh, horror sequels. Nice. I got to hang out at the Can you give us a teaser again. of one? Uh, w- one of my favorites that I got to talk about, and wait, because Eric loves it too, was Damien Omen Two. Oh, and man, I forgot how much I loved it. And we go into the crazy death scenes in there because I was telling on the pod that that was one of the ones that Dad used to give me money. Go to Video Junction, get all three Omen films, and then buy he yourself loved, something. He loved that um, biblical supernatural revelation stuff. Yeah, a yeah. lot. But he he also liked anything like trilogies and stuff like that because he used to do the same thing with like John Wayne who's like pick up uh, Rooster Cogburn and the he Cowboys and that and he would just do a run of them like that because he was gone throughout the week so did on he the weekend uh, I think he did I think we watched that opening scene was disturbing as fuck it was but the what worked for us is we had seen Terror in the Isles early on and that was the killer for all the major horror scenes. So we had oh, seen all yeah, the big yeah. horror scenes in that movie already. So there really wasn't much to uh, to keep us from watching. And I don't think scene. that had any nudity. Nudity was kind of the nudity was, was the, big, kind of the, uh, break. the big as long as it problem. didn't have nudity. I don't want to have to explain to you yeah. what <laughs> Clitoris is. <laughs> You're not gonna be all fun anyways. <laughs> I don't mind explaining to you what gunshot or uh, decapitation is. Oh, well, I mean, as Americans, God, you take your top off, you go to jail. But if you if you if you play Halo really well, you can yeah. make a million bucks a year. Yeah, yeah. So I got to spend time at Eric's shop. I got some amazing deals. I got a PlayStation mm-hmm. Two with like six games for basically free. Oh, so oh, that's awesome. Me and Dave were playing some conflict the other day. I got that uh, that Simpsons Road Rage when you're just driving people around in taxis and stuff oh, like really? that. And I picked up uh, Escape from Monkey Island. That 13 game you would love, man. Really? You wake up on the beach. It's very born, born identity. identity. You wake up on the beach and David Duchovny does the voice of the main character, and then you got to f- you have to figure <laughs> out what everyone knows who you are except you don't, and you have to figure it out. It's really fun. Truth is out there. Uh, yeah, and I uh, I picked up like sixty or seventy movies. We went to a toy fair where I got some uh, some really great uh, toys and uh, collectibles. I got some random like action figures. Like they have the uh, the Clash of the Titans Leonard figures. Uh, no, they didn't have that. <laughs> Uh, Clash of the Titans action figures that have like very little to no articulations. They're from like the seventies, so oh. I'll work that in here. Uh, and it was uh, bringing us back. So I got like the Perseus figure, and then I got some R two D two figures and some old uh, uh, Gremlins figures and stuff like that. But 
uh, I had my suitcase was packed for sure when I got back, and I had like this epic photo of every every time I come back, I just fill my uh, coffee table. I bet up you and do. It's like this is. A, <laughs> I bet you line them all up in a row. And shit, yeah, I do. Yeah. It's like Christmas. Point. He would put his keep his toys out yeah, for three for days. Like, yeah. Probably more like a week. <laughs> no, no, it was like three days. Dad would be pissed if I left that long. That's all right. I do that with all my outcast stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just spread it out. Just spread it out and be like, yeah, you could say I'm a fan. <laughs> See, I haven't. So I didn't see a whole lot of movies this last week i've i rewatched a lot of the ones we're going to be talking about today anyone see any good movies over the week i have not i know there's a shitload coming out or at least three coming out today four that the four like big movies come out today really and three of them i want to see i don't much care for the charlie's angels i think i'm um, yeah. I'm just burned out with the challenge. Yeah, I'd never had any. Uh, the, the, to watch I know. the '90s one was pretty yeah, good. It was our right. early 2000s, whatever it was. And uh, but the Good Liar comes out, which is the one with Helen Mirren yeah. and uh, not, Gandalf. I'm not excited. Oh yeah, excited about. But the two that we are excited about: Adam Ford vs. Ferrari, yeah. and The Report, both come out today. Yeah. Uh, oh, which the report's the, the one with Adam Driver when it's a report of the 9/11. Oh uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Torture. Uh, tapes and stuff like that so is, that's gonna be good did dr sleep come out already yeah it came yeah, out last yeah. week he came well. out last week i yeah. saw it the week before that but right it's officially out uh, now okay. and uh it was great definitely check out dr the report, sleep it was really it's not really a good. movie i really need to see in the theater yeah unless i want I, to ford versus ferrari is probably the big one that's yeah. in the theater because he's got the car yeah. crashes yeah. and everything and it's gonna be epic and it's gonna be up for all the uh the awards too it's a cool story too yeah it's a really interesting story that i don't think a lot of people know i don't think i know the whole is thing terminator so. still in theater Terminator still in the theater okay, yeah. I got and it. it's got different reviews <laughs> i heard uh, on the podcast immediately i, I heard through. it was terrible yeah, yeah. like very uh, out and of then game. there was a couple people that came out and said eh, it was all right but then i listened to my uh another podcast i listened to and it was like split down the middle one person really? said it was decent and the other people uh on it said it was god awful and yeah it just like the script was very weak from what i heard yeah. like the reasons for doing things were um, like okay <laughs> but you if you're that ham sandwich to save the world <laughs> but if you're, yeah. you gotta go back and kill that ham sandwich man. you get off your ass and you go find that fucking dog <laughs> so so i think if you're into it just to see the action and stuff like that you'd probably be impressed but story-wise it might be uh lacking there I, yeah it's so far now and far being two weeks after two weeks, I kind of like. Well, that's why I'm thinking I I'm probably need to try and go and series. see it. Yeah, a couple of movies back. To like I've uh, seen like Rambo's gone already yeah. now too, and that's going to be coming out. I think in a, uh, a week or so, it comes out on uh, on DVD or digital. So wow. uh, that's how you should check that out. But a lot of good movies come out next week. We've got uh, well, it's not ne- technically it's next week because they have an early release of it on one day is uh, Knives Out, and then officially two weeks from them. It's Who so is that weird. again? Uh, that's the. Uh, the Ryan Johnson one with uh, the Chris mystery Evans. Movie. It's the mystery movie with Daniel Craig. Is it's kind of like Mur- Murder, Murder on, on the Orient Express. Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. Okay. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, a whole bunch of famous. Murder on the Orient yeah, Express. It's exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah, it's so crazy how close we are <laughs> to Christmas. <laughs> you know, I know Isn't it weird how well that's because this year more than anyone they have like pumped out those sales early. Oh yeah, they've got the trees out. They uh, had Christmas stuff Christmas out before be Halloween yeah, in like ten years. Yeah, it well, hell, just do Christmas year round. Well, I saw, <laughs> I saw Halloween candy like the last week of August this year. Yeah, and I was like, "Come on, guys!" Walmart <laughs> removes it like before Halloween. Before yeah. Halloween is. No, out. I'm telling you, they had Christmas yeah. stuff there before Halloween was even over. My girl loves those like. Um, Reese's yeah. peanut butter, like uh, oh, not the eggs. pumpkins, and she's like, "Well, you go to Walmart, grab me a couple, and then I come back with the Christmas trees." I said, "Well, why would I buy the other ones when the Christmas trees are out there?" <laughs> she's like, "Yeah, that's a good point." 
So enjoy. Ooh, Reese's peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, but this week, this week we got. I I really enjoyed going back to watch this because this is really one of my favorite decades for movies. Just because I love the feel of it, I love the look of it. It's so gritty. It's so nasty. It's so unforgiving with the uh, the PC shit. Yeah, I was which say, you can slap a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is interesting to see. Well, because every time you see it, it triggers something in your head too. You're like, Ooh, yeah. that wouldn't work today. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> like. As the movie is going, like every I mean, you minutes. literally you have, <laughs> yeah. you have to watch things and forgive stuff for the decade that it's in. You know, right. even it's uh, it's minor. You're like, uh, you're kind of it's instilled in you now that this. I mean, is, one of the guys that did a lot of that stuff, Robert Evans, he just died recently. Oh, Robert Evans, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you think of other people like uh, you think of those early Bond movies. I don't think any of us have a Bond movie Ooh, on our no. on our list. I did, and you did. I you had, kind of I had to it. move it just because I. I, I could have easily put a Bond movie on there, but there was so many other ones that maybe don't we'll get do as another Bond pod. <laughs> we already did a Bond pod. I said another a, a Bond part too. <laughs> How do you do that? We we covered all the films. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we do them from from latest to. Bond movies, we weren't that big of a fan. <laughs> I love the Bond movies, though, but if you go back and you watch some of those early Sean Connery ones where he's just oh, smacking yeah. people, or uh, it's, it's just insane. Yeah. <laughs> but this one, this I've got some really great picks on there. I saw you guys have you said it? some great ones. The, have you said the, cla- the category yet? Yeah, 70s. Oh, maybe I haven't. I just said 70s. Yeah. So everyone's kind of waiting. Okay. 70s. Action. I was waiting for him to punch just in the face. Cut, no. cut, cut. <laughs> no, that was a celebration. That was, that was like a Rocky. Because Rocky. Uh, yeah, I mean, these are movies that I grew up with. They Early on in my... Uh, in my movie watching uh, life, we got to watch our father watch these movies or keep us from watching a lot of these movies. But there were a lot of ones on my list, specifically on my he, list. He, I don't think there's anything on my list that we weren't allowed to watch. He only could keep us from watching it to, at that moment. Yeah. That's what it was, too. Because he left a lot. Go, go he was gone sometime. a lot. And in and, fact, if he owned it or if he showed that if he showed to us that he didn't want us to see it then that's where i put it on our radar right yeah he yeah. should have just been nonchalant about it <clears throat> ah don't worry that clark is all right yeah. you, you wouldn't like it yeah <laughs> <laughs> then we get our education <laughs> but yeah i loved watching some of these i love the feel of it and everything because a lot of that carries over into the 80s you know where you really still get to see the uh the decor mm-hmm. and uh how the early done. 80s and definitely all real effects there's no digital effects if they are effects it's probably one of those matte painting type things or uh i mean they they bad yeah (laughs) i mean very easily spottable because this there's no digital effects in mind there's one on my list where the lead actor did all his own stunts they weren't as concerned with uh you know that insurance thing and (laughs) people Ah, people getting killed (laughs) in fact on one of mine somebody got killed on like the first three days of the movie and they Uh, just continued they just continued i mean we well they would funeral after he would have wanted it he would have wanted it that way yeah yeah that's what you do i don't want him to die in vain god damn it shut the production down it's like his life never even yeah Uh, that's a producer speech they teach you at producer school real yeah. quick yeah. <laughs> so you probably Justin was probably scared when we were like 70s action oh yeah. dude yeah no I, I went and just even pulled though there out, are like, some there's a good amount of ones that you like that carried over the 80s that you watched on video and yeah I mean that. you probably have a list I haven't seen your list 
Uh, you probably have a list of ones that held up too. Oh yeah, no, they're like all them, blockbusters. Yeah. Like, so if you saw them later on in life, that means they held up. Like yeah. there's a bunch on here you probably haven't. There's at least one on mine that you haven't seen. Maybe two. Oh, I'm sure there's a bunch on both of yours. I haven't. I seen. bet you a lot on Paul's. I don't think Paul went. I of, I would guess you haven't seen any of mine except for Paul maybe did some one. deep cuts. <laughs> no, these aren't too too deep, but they're uh, they're deep. I mean, <laughs> I forget how Whoa. deep. I forget That's how deep, deep Eric can go. How deep do you uh, think deep deep is? Yeah. <laughs> deep, 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 deep undercover. <laughs> uh, I forget how deep Eric can go. Eric can go really deep, but he... That's he watched he a lot of those B-movies. Well, that and he watched a lot of them with me back in the yeah. day. Like, I was mentioning uh, different things to him, and he's like, yeah, yeah, I remember that. And I was like, wow, I'm surprised. But then again, he likes a lot of black and white films when he grew up. Horror, horror mainly. Because I think he, I saw a lot of the Mummy and the oh, yeah, Abbott Universal Costellos horror at, movies. at his house. And I had mentioned on the last pod that when we're at like a flea market or a thing if it's a universal horror anything he'll pick it up in a second the one thing that i remember about going to his house as a kid and hanging out when it was just me him and aunt cheryl was uh she loved comedy records oh yeah and yeah. she would play like the, the old bill uh, cosby, bill cosby one ones or uh, over george over. carlin uh-huh. and stuff like that oh i just remember cosby over and over and huh. over again it's like yeah. you got to play a wholesome comic you don't want your kid listening to a com- to a comic that's not that sucks on your toes. <laughs> <laughs> you take the pudding. <laughs> yeah, I have fond memories of uh, watching some of those. My first PG-13 movie was over there, which was Red Dawn. Uh, and then I remember going home begging, begging to see uh, uh, Lone Wolf McQuaid. Was, oh. an- was another uh, PG-13 movie that I was begging Dad to uh, let me watch. He let me watch <clears throat> uh, First Blood. And then I remember having to argue with him for days to let me watch the second Rambo. I said, I've seen the first one, man. Yeah. I said, the first one was arguably a lot worse. I mean, the, the action was a lot cheesier in that one. But all right, say we start right off here. We're going to work our way through the 70s. <laughs> start right off. 10, 20 minutes laughter. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Justin, all what right. do you got? Um, so this is uh, the movie known by two names. Ooh. Um, 1972, Bruce Lee. <sighs> either Fists of Fury or The Big Boss. It's known as It's interesting. I, I didn't realize that until later in my, uh, maybe a year ago yeah, or something. Yeah, that I, didn't I didn't realize it until right now. Right the hell now. See? Certainly <laughs> Fist of Fury, I think, is the more familiar yeah, one that everyone knows it yeah. from. And I just recently... Only because they reference it in a ton of movies. Yeah. Right. I recently bought this as a box set at that uh, DVD sale, which included uh, Fist of Fury, uh, Chinese Connection, and then some weird cheesy documentary. Uh, uh-huh. But... Fist of Fury, I haven't watched yet, so I'll be interested in it. Uh, oh, you haven't seen about. it yet? I've seen it, but oh, okay. way back in the day. I've been watching this. I yeah, it. Well, I mean, as far as plot lines go. <laughs> How far is this in his career? Is this um, early? Or I think it was I think 72, it said 72. When did he yeah. die? Oh, it's 72. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure he when died he died. in the died. 70s? I, yeah, he did that. I, Here, I, I'll um, look up his death. Um, yeah, and I mean, I'm sorry, but he's the only... Uh, he's the only known actor in this movie at least oh yeah to most of us yeah um so basically the movie starts off he arrives with his uncle on a boat and um they're like walking along and there's this person and i don't remember if he's selling ice cream or if he's selling hot dogs we'll just say a, a food vendor um and these like punks come up and start rousing the the food vendor and everything and Bruce Lee's ready to just go over there. And this is like five minutes into the movie, you know, like Bruce Lee's ready to go in there and just fucking kick the shit out of these guys. But his uncle's like, no, no, 
you promised your mom on her deathbed you'd never fight again, you know? And he's got this, it's like a locket or something like that that he wears on, around his neck to and when remind he gets angry, him. he just grabs it. Yeah, right he tight. just grabs it and holds <laughs> on to it like, oh, you're so lucky I made this promise, you know? Um, he died what? in uh, 73. 73, wow. okay, wow. This, yeah. um, I would never make a deathbed promise to anybody. Yeah, uh, it'd, be, it'd be difficult. <laughs> like snaps provolone? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, bankers now. That is so you don't forget. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so in this particular scene, like his cousin ends up coming along and he kicks the shit out of these, you know, hoodlums or whatever. <laughs> I made no problem. <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly, yeah. Um, and so like they they go to his new home and everything and he's – they live in a house with like twelve people, and it's like eleven dudes and one girl, and well, they're they're all cousins. But like, there's some stuff going on between the cousins and their female cousin, you know. Um, it was seventy two. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I guess that was another thing they forget. Yeah, yeah, right. Like you couldn't do that now. Um, you and, shouldn't do that. Now. Yeah, you should have never done that. <laughs> Triggered. Um, yeah. <laughs> So um, he's going to get a job and everything like that. So uh, they work at an ice factory. And so, and this was actually really cool because you can see back at this time, like how they made the big, huge oh, yeah. rectangular blocks of ice that probably weigh 200 pounds, you know? At um, some point, did he pull like a, a Ralph Macchio kind of uh, Karate Kid 2 thing and break in the ice? Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Because that's um, a major misstep if they didn't. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure Karate Kid got it from uh, Fist <laughs> yeah, yeah. of Fury. Um, and so, the cousin that beat up the group of people, he and him, they become friends. And um, there's some kind of like uh, argument between the management and the workers. And so, um, oh, I remember. I'm sorry. So, turns out they're smuggling like opium in the ice oh, and what happens is is one of the blocks Good falls off to do it. yeah right well That's one of the cool. blocks yeah <laughs> um, one of the blocks <laughs> fall off. my opium chill <laughs> <laughs> one uh, cube yeah <laughs> um, so one of the big blocks falls onto the ground and breaks uh, open yeah. and they find the bags in there and so the two guys that find it um, the big boss invites them up oh, to don't go. you know up to the place to say oh you're doing such a good job and blah 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 and you know they're like oh yeah we would never tell anybody about that we're very loyal you know <laughs> we know <laughs> yeah and so they end up killing them so they just don't come home you know and so the next day these are his cousins yeah it's, it's like the whole cousins? yeah it's there's, there's like less a, people to mac on the girl yeah <laughs> exactly right sexual assault just went down 20 percent chance so you're saying i've got a chance <laughs> um, and so so they don't come home that night and so the next day um, the cousin who beat up the people at the food vendors, you know, they're all like, you need to go talk to the boss. So he goes and talks to the boss and then he doesn't come home. So everybody's like, all right, something shady's going on here. Now, Bruce Lee, this is like 25 minutes into the movie. Mm. Bruce Lee has still not thrown a fucking punch. Huh. So he comes to work the next day and they're like, what's going on? You know, and the management sends down a team of like you know, straight thugs that are just going to knock everybody because they decide they're going to go on strike until, you know, uh, something happens, till they find out what happens to their friends. They didn't fly in China. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is in China? Yeah. Okay. Um, and Bruce Lee just beats the shit out of, like, 
15 people. Well, and of course, he gets hit, and you know, he always does his like yeah, mouth yeah, yeah. wipe where he's yeah, like, yeah. You made me bleed, you know? Like, <laughs> like <it>. yeah, <laughs> and then he grabs the locket and he breaks the locket off, and he just goes oh. and just starts beating the shit out they of people. They do a close up of the locket as he was Oh, yeah, and his face and everything. <laughs> like, it's exactly what you think it would be. You know? <laughs> they did a lot of that uh, dramatic holds. Oh, yeah. Like, his face was shaken. Yeah, he I, was a physical specimen, that oh, dude, dude, man. Absolutely. Like, we, it was tiny, mo- but he was built. He man, was I mean, like the story. One hundred percent muscle. I, I, I found the Brad Pitt ain't beating his. I was gonna ass. say. Yeah. Oh, shit, I found dude. that that storyline hilarious, and yeah. I found that people got upset. Kind of hilarious too. Yeah, I did. But it's, I don't think it's a fictional movie. I'm I don't think. <laughs> I think Bruce Lee would have mopped the floor. Oh with yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. dude. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, side note: I saw a meme the other day where they had the uh, the Bruce Lee like jumping in the air doing the jump kick. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh kicking quentin tarantino (laughs) it was really funny um yeah and so you know so that's kind of like the meat of the movie and then at you know obviously at the end he goes and he fights the big boss boss. and like dude the fight scenes are incredible it's bruce lee i mean i need to go on a bruce lee marathon you know and just watch a lot of his big biggies i I realize i've never seen chinese connection oh really i really want to see it i haven't seen it and um yeah yeah that's one of his big ones yeah Yeah, i I like that one that's uh then again my both of our first kind of uh uh probably uh Introduction, introduction to it, to it was, was both from Last, Last Dragon. Dragon yeah. Chinese Rem- Connection. Yeah, he got yeah. super excited about it, and they showed how he went undercover as the telephone repairman to get right. into the place and kick everyone's ass, and that's kind of what Bruce Leroy did. Bruce Leroy? <laughs> <laughs> Catch his bullets with his teeth? <laughs> Brother, please. Direct, <laughs> direct your feet to Daddy Green's pizza. Man, I love that. <laughs> All right, so yeah. Fist of Fury Fist of and the Fury. Big Boss. Awesome. All right, Dave, what do you no got? No 70s action movie would be complete without Charlie Bronson. Charlie Ooh. Bronson. Chuck. And the mechanic Chuck. I love like the mechanic, man. This is a movie that a lot of people aren't familiar with, and they, they probably think more of the remake, you know, the uh, Jason yeah. Statham. I didn't even know they had Foster a remake. Like, when I think Charles Bronson, I think Death Wish, obviously, is the first I thing they get to him. I think Great Escape probably true. even more than, but uh, I, I than think Death Wish. I might not have seen that until later on. Yeah, in there's my a lot of watching. those. I've only oh. seen the Bruce Willis remake of Death Wish. It's good. Yeah, I didn't know. You didn't see the original, huh? No. Oh man, no. they're good. Three is fun, man. You gotta watch three just yeah. because it's so damn fun. But also with Charles Bronson, I always think Murphy's Law. That's another one of the '80s kind of gritty ones that uh, not many people have seen that I really, really love with him because he did a shitload of these. And uh, I think when we had watched this recently, the uh, one of the the female one of the actresses in this he actually married yep and i think she was in like 13 of his movies or something wow. uh jill something i can't remember her name he knows. but yeah tell us this Bronson? well what i like about this one too is uh wasn't it like 12 or 15 minutes it was before like there was even I a word 16 spoken minutes and it's it's right up your alley because yeah. that type of uh we're Caper just going slash. to watch we're just going to watch one person do his job really well and it's usually just a detail oriented job yeah and you see him doing like all that first one tell us about like, that first so one. the first he, he showed him he had this crazy camera with a lens that would that obviously had some kind of power source to it yeah. to let it zoom in like beyond like a regular lens and mm. so he's watching this one dude from across that like an apartment, an apartment from across the basically apartment. like a third floor apartment looking at a third floor apartment yeah um, the guy leaves. He comes in. You see him doing all this stuff, but they no explanation whatsoever. Which is and really we cool. We tried to guess what that. he was doing, and we guessed it wrong a couple of different times. Yeah. We're like, oh, he's gonna, he's cutting, he's putting something in there that'll, that'll. He opens cut the, the gas line. He, he does that. Then he opens a book and he's 
he smears like this weird like, gel. almost like C4 yeah. like accelerant and then closes the book and puts it right back on the yep. shelf and you're like what the hell is happening he drops a little bit of acid on the gas on on something on top of the gas line yeah. so that it would take a little bit of time to dissolve the the barrier in between that mm-hmm. and the gas line so the guy comes home i think he eats dinner yeah turns the stove on to make like tea or something to tea and then he goes to sleep and then you you kind of see him he's still waiting he yeah. waits like an hour later yeah and uh all of a sudden he pulls out his gun i was like what's he gonna shoot him and then he literally aims for that book oh wow shoots the book the book Starts the flame. The apartment's full of gas. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. Wow. And he just and it was. And he can take his time. You know. He, he doesn't take have to like yeah. race. I out really of the like assassin movies where they're trying to make it look an act like yeah. an accident. Yeah. And like like you're hired to to make so that people don't think like yeah. my, that was my favorite part of that uh, Michael Clayton movie. Yeah. 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 Was. Th- that, oh, those guys coming in team? and when they're picking the Oh, body. yeah, and on they're counting on three, three. One, two, three. Like, oh, man. Super methodical. I'm- great example. Another great example is even a comedy with uh, Gross Point Blank when he's the floor above and he was just going to drop a drop of liquid in that guy's open mouth while he was sleeping. And then it fucked up because, remember, he turned his head and it landed on his cheek. And then yeah, he yeah. got out and he had to run down and shoot him and everything, which fucked the whole thing up for him because the main part of that was – you have to make it look like an accident, and I think there's an, there's an art to that. If you're an assassin, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. The um one of my favorite real stories is that uh, Iceman. Yeah. Yeah. With the liquid he, that he threw well, on he, people. So about three quarters. To, no, we're on a tangent now, but like yeah. three quarters through his career as a hitman, he ran into the Bradley Cooper character that said, "Listen, cyanide is the way to go." Right. They didn't know that much about it. You can't find it unless you test literally for cyanide. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so. He, you, you, if I sprayed it on your clothes, you're dead in three minutes. Yeah. yeah. It, like, if it's on your skin, you're dead. Yeah. And so he could he could put it in a mist. You could put it in a drop in your food. And so it was – but crazy. it made it look like a heart attack. Well, what was good about this one, too, yeah. is it, it dealt Mechanic. with uh, – <laughs> It dealt with um, Jan Michael Vincent. Yeah. Jan Michael Vincent. The Jan yeah. Michael Vincent. <laughs> Most people only know him from one thing other than the mechanic, which was Airwolf. Yeah. If everyone remembers the 80s, was it was a, that, that a, big, like, Apache yeah. helicopter TV show. I don't know if you ever remember it. A lot uh, of people remember Airwolf. Apparently, it was all right. It was, it, it was kind of like uh, – Knight Rider, but in the sky, I guess oh, okay. you would say. Now, Robert Evans might have been in that movie, too, the one you were just Maybe. mentioning. I think he was the main dude. Uh, and he's, uh, Charles Brunson started hanging out with Jane Michael Vincent. You couldn't tell why. Well, he, he met him. Remember where he met him? Yeah. He met him with his dad that, that he got hired to kill his to dad. To kill his dad. So I think Charles Brunson met him at the felt funeral. a little bad about it and everything. And uh, then he just started kind of hanging out and then... Teaching Jan Michael Vincent kind of the the way of the assassin type of thing. I think in the remake they made it a little bit more more overt, where Jason Statham was the expert and he was training Ben Foster, and Ben Foster was kind of that go getter who just wanted to skip all these steps all the, and everything and do. Why don't thing. we just? I got a twenty two. We can go in there. Yeah, and we can, yeah, shoot we can shoot together. together. <laughs> and I think that was more of the style for that remake. But the original it was watching these two guys on this job doing the thing. But I think the uh, the movie really took off when. Uh, Charles Bronson was going through Jan Michael Vincent's stuff, and yep. every job that Charles Bronson had, he had like a manila envelope, and he opened it, and he saw the breakdown of the health they, report yeah, and everything. They, they were, and he opened, it was cool, the, yeah. the stuff they got, the packages they got. And it was interesting because he went through Jan Michael Vincent's desk at one point, and he saw a folder on himself. 
In oh, there. wow. So in the back of his head, he's like, I don't know for sure if Jan Michael Vincent is going How to target know, me no. or not. And yeah. So it was really clever. It had a great ending where it just... In the 70s were great in movies where when they ended it, it was boom, title card. Right, out, yeah. You know? And there's a lot of movies like that. And uh, that was one of them, too. It had that great shock ending, and then it just ended, man. But it, it was a great Charles Bronson movie. Like you said, a lot of people think Death Wish. They think uh, Great Escape. Well, you really need to go a little deeper. He was the rat, tunnel rat? Yeah, tunnel rat who didn't like the uh, closed-in space. Yeah, I think that kind of precludes you from carrying on in that profession. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm claustrophobic tunnel rat. How does that work out oh, for God. you? <laughs> Not so much. You have so many tunnels. Oh, I can't watch that um, that movie with the girls spelunking or something i didn't think it was that bad but i don't have a problem with that descent yeah no No. i didn't mind i'm not even mind. i mean i no the problem (laughs) with that movie is was the creatures i was i was oh i didn't even know there was creatures i thought they just put them in tight spaces (laughs) (laughs) well for that you'd probably not like uh buried that ryan reynolds i watched that that didn't bother that didn't bother you the Uh guy in a friggin uh, casket with a rattlesnake because he wasn't crawling through something he was just in a space as long as it didn't collapse on you you know you got a certain amount of air that was a great movie too a lot of people haven't seen that where he had like one bar on the cell phone that was in him and you didn't know what was going on how he got in there it was really interesting they did it for cheap yeah definitely on the cheap all right my first one here, and this is a sequel to a uh, uh, a really great 70s movie that spawned an unbelievably huge series on HBO. Uh, the original was called Westworld, while well, this is Future World. <laughs> 1976, another movie that Dad is used the to have to go and rent it. Yul Brenner was in it, but the, the main one he was in, obviously, was Westworld. Okay. They, they showed him a little in this. Now, when you watch Westworld, just to give you a little backstory... Westworld was like Jurassic Park in the way where you in the in the future you went to this place and robots it, it's like you're interacting with robots that you could go in there and you kill or uh, in the newer HBO version that, that you can have sex with them I think you could in the Westworld ones too so you're going in there to just debauchery you know uh, lawyers and salesmen and everything yeah. to, to blow get to wear steam a, get to wear a six shooter and get to yeah, and they go to a gun corral they fight. bring you in like a tram and they drop you off into this park where you are dressed like a cowboy or whatever and then you can go in and you can kill whoever you want they'll once you kill a robot they'll go back to the main station they'll fix them up and they'll put them back out right. and the same with the sex bots and everything well this in the Westworld and I'm surprised if they don't work it into the HBO series it was actually three different lands you could go to you could go to Westworld medieval world or future world and wherever you went that's i don't think i've ever evolved. seen future world future world was really good because what it dealt with was peter fonda and blythe danner who's um gwyneth paltrow's mom she was also in uh, magnolia it's her fault uh <laughs> <laughs> exactly she never had sex <laughs> now we have to see what we have to put up with <laughs> goop you want to buy this $800 t-shirt? God, My no. daughter's name is Apple. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, well, so what dealt with it was like... <laughs> I'm going to direct play. <laughs> it was a direct sequel to Westworld. So the Peter Fonda and Blythe Denner character were actually reporters that were going to go into Future World, and they were going to... Uh, uh, investigate what was going on there yeah. and see if they can never uh, d- dig up stuff. <laughs> yeah, I know, and that's what that's what happened. And what was amazing about this is you got to see a lot of the background stuff. You didn't get to actually see them in the land itself. They were kind of in the bowels of the uh, the park, and they were sneaking out of their rooms at night. And they were uh, they were kind of making relationships with maintenance guys to figure out how is this going on and what's going on. And they're trying to figure out 
they know corruption is happening here someplace, but they can't figure it out. And at one point in the movie, this is where the movie really got good, is while they were sleeping, they were drugging all the guests, and they were taking them from their rooms and putting them in this kind of machine which would scan their entire face. And after a while, you realized, holy shit, they're, like, making duplicates of human beings, and that's where they're getting their robots from. Oh, wow. And so at some point, it got really good. Where well, what do they do with the human beings? They just let them well, put them back to sleep? Well, eventually, I think they, let, they kill them or uh, they let them kind of go or something like that. But at some point, there's two Peter Fonders running around. There's two Blythe Danners running around. That's where it got really complicated. You didn't know who who the evil Peter Fonda was. <laughs> oh, wow. Except he had like a stern you ever face. Seen, you ever <laughs> seen Futurama when they had uh, Bender and Bendo? <laughs> yeah. He, he, had the little, yeah. he had the little magnetic yeah. uh, point. <laughs> goatee yeah, yeah, yeah that was great <laughs> and, and it was really really cool where they had to like fight themselves at a Flex lot of yeah, things yeah <laughs> uh and it was really cool it was just a revisit of that great michael crichton world that he kind of yeah, created that with sounds westworld. cool i'm definitely gonna watch that. yeah it was really good I, I would totally suggest watching westworld and then future world right afterwards that's where dad had it i uh, had the good idea to rent both of them at the same time because they really are i think they were done very closely like and me and <laughs> eric learned it from watching yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me, and, me and eric had mentioned in the last one that really what makes those great sequels were how long you waited you know if you mm. did it really close and you got all the same actors and it had that same look and the same feel it's always going to do better like with halloween 2 halloween 2 was done like three years after halloween 1 they got jamie lee on board they it it just seemed like a continuation yeah. i'm a huge right. fan of like Halloween one and Halloween two, it's the next shot. Yeah, it yeah. is very next shot. Right. And like basically, that's what it was with Future World. It was like they're investigating what happened in the, uh, in Westworld. So it was really, really closely done, and I loved it. <laughs> I thought it was down. They don't eat the people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, check out Future World. I, that was one of the finds I found at Eric's nice. shop. It was on Blu-ray, and I was like, "Oh, bam! I'm nice. grabbing that sucker." He didn't even know it was there. So huh. that was a lot of cases like that where he's like, "You found that there?" I found "Blame It on Rio." You know that great uh, oh, yeah. Michael Caine, mm-hmm. uh, Demi Moore movie, and he's Michael like, "Oh, Caine. I would have snagged that if I knew about it." Uh, so yeah, Future World, 1976. All right, Justin. All right. Got some obscure. Uh, no, I do not. Uh, <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. Um, we're just going to go ahead and get the champ going here. Do Rocky. Ooh. Damn right. Get it. I'm just gonna, Let's I'm go. Just gonna go. So, <laughs> this was another great example. All right, now I got to shut <laughs> This was a great example of like two was done like. They once they realized number one was a hit, they were like, "All right, go back and do number they two. Apologize to what's his name. Yeah, yeah. Said, sorry we didn't think we were gonna catch yeah, yeah. you. Yeah, he says that's all right. My my new fee is going to reflect. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> add three zeros, please. Yeah, add three <laughs> zeros to the end of that. Yeah, because I think number two is like a year or two after number one, so. well, which is still again, a long time. Yeah, it, I but mean, also a continuation. Yeah, I mean, it was them in the hospital. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Very like Karate Kid Part Two, very similar. He was in the showers when it continued. So I loved how they did that. Yeah, and it, you got to see more of the uh, uh, the friendship. But let's let's talk number one here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean Sylvester Stallone, Rocky Balboa. He's just kind of like a low level, you know, enforcer kind of, yeah. you know, just to a mob, just to make yeah. it very likable character though. You know? Oh yeah. Even as even in that job, but like a simple dude, man. He, yeah. He's got he likes to box. He's 
You know, he goes to his house, dog. he feeds his he likes turtles, bo- yeah. he's hitting on the uh, the girl at the... Tally Shire. Tally Shire, hitting her on her at the uh, the pet store and yeah. realizing that she's turned him down like five times. But he, he's not really, like, forceful about it. He's like, hey, when are you going to go out? Or he, he's friends with his uh, her brother, with Polly. Polly yeah. So he's yeah. like, when's your sister going to go out with me? And type yeah. of stuff there like was that. one comic, he was like... To, he used that as a first scene with them in the pet stores as a reference. He's like, yeah, the girl was acting all like meek and retarded like Rocky's girlfriend in the pet store. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she was really like, yeah. they were both awkward as hell. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they were. And it's it's interesting that... She looks like mom. Pictures for her. Yeah, when she was really young. For looked sure. just like mom. I mean, mom was she prettier was young. Uh, than yeah. Tally. Tally, they really upped that, uh, those horn room glasses and kind of the meekness. In it, but when you when you think about the Rocky character too, that you're everyone in the audience is rooting for this low level mob enforcer. Yeah, you know, yeah. When you think of it, you're thinking of they probably on paper you would have thought that they would have picked a different profession for him to no, really but root I mean, for. But it worked. South Philly and you're Italian. Yeah. I mean, if if you're a fighter, yeah. you have a street name as being a fighter. Yeah. You're and you grew up in that neighborhood. I mean, that's yeah. sort of a. So we all job. we all know the and story. And he works at the of, meat uh, plant too. With yeah, his, he worked at the meat plant with his uh, with Polly. With Polly. Well, he didn't technically work at the meat plant. I Polly let him in there. Yeah. To punch the meat. Uh, yeah, I, I don't <laughs> think I, I think his I think <laughs> I don't yeah. think they're allowed to do that anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, um, I, I think, told you, Polly. Don't I think be his uh, his only job was collecting meat. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that yeah. was it. Yeah. You know. Because remember when he had to train Joe Spinell, had to give him some extra dough. Yeah, exactly. And then he put the he was always ringside at all the fights. Who was that dude? This is backstory to that dude, Joe Spinell. He was a really great. Well, he was in Maniac. Okay. And he was a really great friend of Stallone. Okay. He helped Stallone. He was writer too uh he or? was a writer but he was kind of a a very well-known b actor around town where everyone loved joe spinell he was uh really great friends with uh, uh stallone and pimped him out to different people and kind of got stallone's career kind of he, he was all about making other people's career take off where his didn't really but everyone kind of knew joe spinell and would put him in random stuff here and there and i, I loved him in maniac it's one of my favorite yeah, horror movies but uh i mean we know we all know the rocky story why don't we talk a little bit about our favorite stuff oh um, like so why don't you tell us uh i, I mean some of your favorite stuff in rocky it's definitely training with mick yeah. um you know and and honestly like mick is such a great character really he, uh, every scene with him in it is like my favorite scene yeah so the the uh i do like the Bert. uh what's that Bert. Uh, burgess, burgess meredith, burgess, meredith. Burgess, yeah. Yeah. yeah i always call him meredith burgess for some reason um that's what he puts it on his first <laughs> <thing again. laughs> um i do love in uh when he's chasing the chicken around yeah. you know but then um fast forward to uh creed that's great but when you think of rocky as on paper these characters were so well done specifically the main four you know polly uh talia shire's character uh mickey and uh rocky yeah where they and went Cre- into their backstory and apollo and apollo, and apollo really, yeah too. i mean right. they really got were well done of paul because check me if i'm wrong because maybe this is a, another one but like he was wanting to fight Apollo, and Paul was like watching him on TV. But they weren't going to let him fight. It was him, a gimmick. Right? It was just a gimmick to yeah. be able to because no one wanted to fight Apollo at that time because right. he knew he was going to beat his ass. So they came up with that gimmick that why don't we give an underdog a shot? Yeah, and just then a it completely be. unknown. That's never a good idea. Yeah, right. He's hungry. <laughs> Sometimes it's a good yeah. idea. Yeah. Yeah. It turns Sometimes, out he, yeah. he whoops your ass. Yeah, or just gives <laughs> you more fight than you thought. What if Buster Douglas had ducked? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, that's the thing too, and that's what his his trainer, and that that was one of my favorite scenes is when his trainer, uh, Apollo's trainer, that followed through the oh, rest yeah. of the series, yeah, yeah. was watching it, and he's like, "Champ, you need to come here and watch this guy." Yeah, you know, because this guy is training hard. He's beating meat, man. Yeah, yeah. but didn't he? Didn't didn't um, Burgess Apollo. Mickey have him fight? Left-handed, like trained completely, yeah. like no, he well, was no, a he was a southpaw, oh, so he made him right-handed, yeah. yeah, which is great because if you were watching film, because if I was a boxer, you watch film and yeah. get prepared, yeah, and if you're, you're watching this guy, a you're planning player. for a left hook yeah. half the time, yeah. three quarters of the time, yeah, you're not worried about the right, yeah, yeah. and if you're training with the right, he knew that, and yeah. I think that's a good strategy. I mean, to just get people like off their yeah. game. Yeah. What was your favorite thing in Rocky? I mean, I I kind of agree with him. All the training stuff was good. I mean, the fight scenes were cut so unbelievably oh, yeah. well. Oh, yeah. Those behind the scenes very really very really well. Fun to watch. And I don't even know if they had done that before. Like if that was one of the first movies that came up with those really close I think shaky... Raging Bull, no Raging Bull was after this. I think Raging Bull was in the 80s and they yeah. just made it black and yeah, white. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, this might have been the one of the first ones. But it was it's certainly the most well done. It, oh, yeah. Movie. Whoever cut this film or cut those sequences yeah. I guarantee you knew that world yeah. and did a lot of stuff after a lot that. of things had to come together it had that great music it had uh, Stallone in it that was just ready to bust out I mean you think of what Stallone was doing Lords of Flatbush and like Death Race 2000 he was not right. a well known name but after Rocky came out it, it was like well, was uh, it. it's like Richard Dean Anderson known as MacGyver now you're known as Rocky up Forever. until when Rambo, until Rambo came, came out, out. then yeah. you're known as Rambo so a lot of those actors Hello. don't get those characters where they're immediately oh, kind of uh, yes <laughs> a lot of those actors don't get the privilege of being able to be typecast as that character and it, it might be shitty at the time but he's I mean people roll their eyes sometimes when you talk about Stone it used to be that that blockbuster action yeah. hero mm-hmm. my I wife mean, my wife's one of them she's like oh he's just that action meathead and I was like watch dude, that's Copland not. Copland's I, one of the greatest performances he wrote every Rocky movie yeah. I mean he directed half of them yeah. and I mean he is not and I don't want to he's no Arnold Schwarzenegger I was just gonna <laughs> I was gonna say I don't I want to bring to, Arnold I was down, gonna say but, it so you didn't have to <laughs> <laughs> and Arnold's as good as what he does but Stallone <laughs> is a, Stallone's a writer yeah. and he's he's a lot more intricate than uh Involved in the the movie making process, I think Arnold is a lot of times. Not yeah. that Arnold's bad in what he does, yep. but those two obviously get compared a lot a lot of times. So yeah, yeah, Rocky the, was fantastic. Man. I would have loved to have seen the two of them fight in their prime. Oh yeah, who Schwarzenegger and Stallone, like just a straight up Schwarzenegger would probably kill him, man. Yeah, but Rocky, well, I mean, he, he knows Rocky how to box, trained, dude. Yeah, like, that's the difference because I don't know, think it's uh, just whether or not the problem he can, is. Arnold's just going to get his Arnold, hands on him. Get over here. Yeah. Why the hell would you let him box? You tackle his ass, and then you you use your 25-inch biceps to crush his little peanut head. Yeah. I think, like, probably the biggest we saw Rocky, I mean, size-wise, would have had to have been probably Rocky three or Rambo or even, two. Rambo. Yeah. And then Schwarzenegger, when he was in Red Heat, like in the snow at yeah. the beginning, oh, yeah, yeah. he was massive. Not yeah. that he wasn't and always he's a massive and like dude. Conan. He was I giant mean, Conan, yeah. Yeah, he was giant Conan too. But when I think of him like super jacked, I think of Red Heat. Did you yeah. see his son did some, yeah, did his some classic poses of Arnold? Oh, really? Like Marion. She married to, man. I think he's married to Miley Cyrus now. Or are they dating? I Who's think. That? Uh, uh, Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger's, Schwarzenegger's son. Hmm. Yeah. Little you can tell he's like, <laughs> such a brat. <laughs> I don't hate you, but you're a brat. <laughs> uh, probably not so much anymore. But she's I mean, still a brat. That's like she. She has. I hope, I hope you're hearing this and you're like, what? People love me. <laughs> no, you're a brat. Miley's not listening. That would disappoint me. All right, Dave. What do you, what do you got? <laughs> 
I mean, it feels like I'm just going to come out with the heavy heavyweights of the 70s for action, but Clint Eastwood, <laughs> Dirty you gotta Harry. Have Clint Eastwood. Mm. I've got two Clint Eastwood movies yeah, on my Dirty list. Yeah, Dirty Harry, so. man. If it made people want to run out and buy a 44, 357 oh, yeah. Magnum, was it 357 or 44? I, I think it was a 44. I think yeah, right. 44. I the mean, most with, powerful handgun in the world. Blow your head clean off. Clean off. <laughs> Tackleberry, man. Yeah. <laughs> when I think the 70s action star, too, you, you got to think Charles Bronson, you got to think uh, Stallone, you got to think Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood was like probably the pinnacle of 70s action star. Yep. And he was he made a crazy transition over from westerns, westerns to war movies to into war movies. movies seamlessly. Over. I think he maybe planned that. We got to go war first before mm. we can be a cop. Yeah, western war and then cop yeah. movies too, and and then uh, grouchy neighbor. That, for, that And you would think grungy, if you want to think grungy 70s movies with oh, yeah. lots of blood, lots of nudity, Dirty Harry is Plus, is the one, man. It, it's loosely based around one of your favorite my, favorite, my favorite my favorite serial, serial killer of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say it that way, but then I guess I had to. There's something crazy about somebody doing the things that the Zodiac Killer did. Random. Random and getting away with it, taunting the cops and never getting arrested. Yeah, died, went to his grave, knew, and he beat the cops. Yeah, and if he so, didn't taunt him, though, he would have even have gone farther. I would imagine because he there was no rhyme or reason to what he was doing. Yeah, he, just he probably just picked, was just nothing scarier to me than a say, random so serial crazy, killer. Man. Oh, like those those uh, that that. Those DC snipers. Yeah, the, the one oh, with yeah. his son. Where his or it wasn't even his son. It was like a yeah, who was like his son mentor or, or mentor. Yeah, when they kind of they built cut that a hole about in the, the size plate. of yep. a dinner plate. At when I lived in uh, Phoenix, we had a sniper on the really? interstate. Yeah, I mean, it got to the point where I wasn't driving on the interstate. Yep. Like and that's why um, you're here today. Yeah, no, every day, it gives every the day, cops nothing to work with. Yeah, you know, other than watch the streets. Yep. I mean, it's like throw mama from the train. Mode if there's no motive. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Cross. <laughs> <laughs> I give you props for working to throw him out of the Ellen! You don't have a cousin, Patty. <laughs> you lied to me. So, yeah, so but- Dirty Harry, so loosely based on the Zodiac, it kind of pulled from the randomness of, uh, the, although he wasn't a sniper. No. And they he had him, a, this guy, be a sniper. He, he said like he was going to, he said in one of his letters that he was going to shoot the tires out of a bus and shoot the kitties as they come yeah. bouncing out that was in one of his letters oh wow and i mean there so were they used that. snipered i mean yeah he, no he wasn't the movie that no the the real guy never snipered yeah said yeah, he was going yeah to. yeah but the true. guy in this movie sniped yeah. was andrew sniper. robinson we should give him props yeah because he, he, he made uh, a career out of being kind of a scumbag and then it kind of he was really good at it oh he's really good he had that look like he had those crazy eyes man that you you knew right up from the bat and oh. so callahan was like he was like the cop that doesn't follow the rules. It was a yeah. classic 70s story. Right. A maniac killer on the loose. A cop that doesn't follow rules. <laughs> a man that needs things done. Like, and then it's yeah. just this convergence. It was the, the greatest part about real, really. The greatest part about this whole movie, I thought, was the uh, the killer was being harassed by Clint Eastwood. He went and paid some dude. Oh, that was a great scene. Beat the fuck out of him. Yeah. Oh, really? Like, yeah. really beat the fuck out of him. So, like, he knew who he was. He just couldn't get him, like, on no, technical he, reasons? No, or? yeah. Well, I, I don't know why he couldn't get him. I think he he, he was violating his rights. Mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't follow the He really didn't follow the rules. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what his, you know, his partner said, why they call you Dirty Harry's is because every dirty job that comes around, they give it to me. I get the shit end of the stick yeah. every single time. I mean, because they know he doesn't 
he has loose morals and sometimes and the problem with that guy is eventually when the crimes get that bad you want to kind of unleash him and go harry do you do yeah. what you got to do to get him yeah and there was so many great scenes in this movie that i could go back the to most that iconic i love I, I love the the run around town you know where mm-hmm. the uh, the killer kidnaps this girl and he says I'll, I'll tell you where the girl is but you're gonna kind of play my game to be able to do it and he yep. runs him around town to different phone booths and everything and he, all the way down to that park where he's got to meet him at that big cross in the park and everything and I love when uh, Andrew Robinson gets stabbed remember oh, Clint Eastwood the takes leg. the switchblade yeah. to his uh, to his like leg the, with scotch tape the, the and blood. pulls it out at one time you remember what the color of the oh, blood shit, was yeah it was like Tom Savini 3M blood man he, <laughs> he stabbed him in the leg the and, Corvette yeah, cherry red Corvette, <laughs> yeah. and then the two reds above that. One. <laughs> <laughs> I think of the scene in the bus where he takes those kids. Those kids look genuinely scared in the movie, man. Scared, man, they, I bet they didn't know they were going to be on yeah. film that day. <laughs> How creepy Andrew Robinson was when he was like because he had his nose like taped up, right? Yeah, he had and he just was, gotten out of the hospital from getting beat up, and he was making forcing the kids to sing "Row, Row, yeah. Row Your Boat," and the yeah, kids yeah. are crying, "Sing it!" And he's oh, like, wow. and then remember Harry has to jump on top of the bus, and it kind of goes down. Well, then most iconic scene that you were talking about earlier when he's like ordering his hot dog and the bank's being robbed across the street and while he's still chewing his hot dog he's just casually walking the street <laughs> bold takes these guys out I just love care the about. sound of that gun man oh, oh yeah. yeah and then he you know he's such a good shot that he doesn't have to worry about the background kind of uh people in the background <laughs> i mean the barrel only about, needs six shots <laughs> the barrel's about 12 <laughs> inches long you can yeah. shoot it for yeah 16 blocks <laughs> for real yeah, it really was yeah. an iconic character now, created. Now, is this the one where it's, um, you know, do I feel lucky? Yeah. That is yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, he did fire five shots. Yeah. He didn't have any bullets left. So it was six shots. Or he, was it? I know on that it, first I know one. It, on the first one, he had used all his bullets. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, on the last on one. On the last one, Remember, they brought that scene. Oh, uh, really? They did in the diner. Andrew Robinson. Uh-huh. Uh, at the end, on the dock with Andrew Robinson, he gives the same speech. Oh, yeah, he yeah, says, yeah. I know what you think. Did he yeah. fire five shots? Uh, six shots or only five? Yeah. And then Andrew Robinson goes for his gun, and this time, yeah. boom, he oh, shoot nice. that last one. So. That's he was awesome. Keeping track. It was really great. Yeah. And, like, a lot of Clint Eastwood movies ends with that crane shot. You yeah. know, it, he, it's him on the dock, and the... The Nothing's better than a than, than a helicopter hovering over a dock and some misty fog in the yeah, background. Right. I mean, and this really pull away to a crane swirling up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. have a movie that has a ton of that shit coming up. <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> this movie also showcased San Francisco super well too. It yep. Almost was a character in the movie. Those great hills on the streets. It's like, and man, it looks cold. I, I love bet it's car July. chases. Yeah. <laughs> I love car chases in San Francisco. Oh, oh yeah, man, that's because they get air. Yeah, yeah, every single time, every time. All right, so my next one, and since Dave picked Dirty Harry on his, I'm going to piggyback on that sucker, and I'm going to pick 1973's <laughs> Magnum. Wee, wee, wee. I'm going to pick 1973's Magnum Force, which was the second Dirty Harry. So those not familiar, we got uh, Dirty Harry, Magnum Force, The Enforcer, Sudden Impact, and The Deadpool. Those are the five Dirty Harry movies. Tightrope's uh, not. Dirty, dirty tightrope's Harry. not. That's God, one of the ones everyone be. thinks is he was a cop in it, and it was like between Sudden Impact. He was like, Calhoun, not Callahan. <laughs> yeah, Callahan, yeah. Uh, it was good. I like Tightrope just as well, too, but it was uh, it was a different flick. <laughs> Filthy uh, Calhoun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I make car, Calhoun. I make car awesome. parts for the American working man, because that's who I am, and that's who I care about. Uh, so what I loved about Magnum Force is you had a group of you – know, Dirty Harry's already been established. You know, he's a cop in San Francisco. He's going to take everyone down, and he's famous for what he kind of accomplished in the first Dirty Harry movie. But what was great about Magnum Force 
is you had a group of rogue, like four rogue motorcycle cops that were taking the that admired really kind of dirty harry's kind of style vigilante yeah, man that's what happened the problem is an example for wrong people can't handle it the problem with dirty harry was was doing that thing on the job you know he wasn't looking uh looking for people and the magnum force group of cops were really kind of the crime stoppers. They were stepping <laughs> over the line. They were killing innocent people. They didn't give a shit. There was that great yeah. scene in. I should mention That's the cops. That's sort of the turning point. It's two in the back of the head for <laughs> speeding. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, they got that one guy too, but he was a pimp that they killed. But you, you think when they killed the people at the pool, where one of them's on the hill, one of the motorcycle cops is on the hill, and he just like, I think he's got like, it's not an Uzi, but it's like, a, it's definitely a machine gun, and he kills everyone in the pool, including a topless Suzanne Summers what? Uh, in the pool, oh. and uh, just murders everybody. Cute asshole, dirty area. <laughs> uh, but to mention these cops, uh, one of them I didn't know who it was, but three of the four were famous. Uh, uh, actors. One of them was David Soul, who uh, was Starsky from Starsky and Hutch, and he went on to do Salem's Lot. One of them was uh, what's his name from uh, Spencer for Hire and um, uh, Ice Spencer Pirates, uh, Robert York. Robert York. And then the third was uh, Tim Matheson from oh, yeah. Animal House and Caddyshack. Fletch. Uh, not Fletch. Uh, yeah, not Fletch. And, uh, <laughs> Hopalong Cassidy used to live here. <laughs> <laughs> Crossbow accent, really weird. <laughs> So in early on in the movie, we're Are you high right now. <laughs> early on in the movie, we got to see these cops doing the thing, and then we saw this group of cops that were very tight together that met uh, Callahan at the range. They just kind of run into him, and we know as a moviegoer, oh, the, these got to be the cops, man. These got to be the cops that are doing all this. And because I recognize everyone. <laughs> and Harry soon realizes that it's them too. And one of the, my favorite scenes is when they actually go to the shooting contest. You know, and then they have, uh, it's one of those kind of things where the automatic kind oh, yeah. of boards come up, and some <laughs> some look like uh, pedestrians, and the other looks like criminals, and you have to shoot just the criminals and everything. Right, yeah. So, and Harry. Was it, was it Men in Black when he shot the little girl? Yeah, it was yeah, 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 yeah. Like, those books are way too advanced for her. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I think you need to go ahead and back up off me. Yeah. <laughs> or should I apologize? <laughs> uh, well, there was a great scene where he was going against David Soul, and he had one of the bullets from one of the earlier crimes, and it was really great where Callahan really showed his cop instinct where he went back to that range after it was over, and he dug out one of the, oh, uh, one nice. of the spent bullets that were in one of the targets that he knew David Soul did, and he matched it up. So then he knew exactly who it was. But you also had the great, uh, what was the guy who uh, who was the chief? He ended up being one of, spoiler alert, he ended up being one of the guys that was kind of funding. I mean, if you got the chief on your back, isn't it just police work at that point? Yeah, but yeah, he, was, right? I mean, he was just really hindering Harry's kind of investigation because he was all for the motorcycle cops doing it. Hey, you clean up the streets. And you you yeah, keep your you keep your die. civilian People get count hit by too low. All the time, man. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what it was. And I, I love that scene at the end where he's got to meet. Uh, he's got to confront all these guys at that factory. And remember, he's killing them and he's stealing the motorcycles and they're going up the ramps oh, yeah. and down the ramps. And uh, damn, I can't think of that main guy's name. Who he eventually married Dixie Carter. Uh, he married Dixie Hal Carter. Holbrook? Hal Holbrook. Good job. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Dave's got it. Uh, so Hal Holbrook turned out to be the bad guy, who, who notoriously I was like not a bad, a bad guy. guy. He played bad guy, something else I can't remember right now. But uh, Fletch lives. He yeah. was he was the bad guy. Yeah, he of was. Of course. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just like when Fletch is signing over the property to his wife's lawyer. Oh, yeah, and he's yeah. like, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Magnum Force. I loved all the Dirty Harry movies, and my favorite pr- was obviously the first one, but Magnum Force was right up there. I think the Enforcer kind of slipped a little, and then Sudden Impact it brought it back up. Sudden Impact was the Sudden one Impact that had that. Sudden Impact was the one that had that famous line uh, where he was like, uh, uh, "Not do you feel lucky, punk?" But that was the first one. Uh, in the diner? go ahead, make my day. Yeah, in the diner. That, that's oh, okay. where. Uh, yeah, in like the he diner. Was in, like he gave him. Put like way too much sugar in his coffee. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how. And that's how I knew something was up. Because yeah. he walked in on a robbery and yeah. everybody was trying to play it cool. And then he came mm. back in. Yeah, and that's where he kind of uh, said, "Go ahead, <laughs> make my day." And I love Deadpool. Deadpool was a few years later, but that was the one where Tightrope is still my favorite. Of all I think of them. I actually. But it's not a I know, I know, I know. I think uh, I remember seeing uh, the Deadpool in the theater theater with my dad. Really? But yeah. I was like a kid. Yeah. Like it was good. They had that I remote control car that had the bombs <laughs> on it. Remember the remote control car that had the bomb? Oh, that was. The, my Liam, favorite part Liam of that because I was playing super with young. cars at that time. Liam Neeson was yep. the guy who created that That's Deadpool right. thing. Jim, Jim Carrey played the uh, yeah. played Axl yeah. Rose yeah. in that. Uh, That's right. He sang the Welcome to the Jungle song, which became famous from that movie. Did it? Is that what the kid yeah? That was when it first oh, came out, Chris and then Cross. you were like, "Wait, Jim Carrey's <laughs> not the singer of Welcome to the Jungle." Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that would be way it. cooler if he was. <laughs> <laughs> Far from it, man. But yeah, Magnaforce. <laughs> so hopefully you don't have. To, hopefully you don't have. I just see him bending over. Yeah, I just right? see him bending over with his ass. He's going. Shut up, 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 All right, Justin. What do you got for your number three? I think. All right. Um, Superman. Superman. Hell's yeah. See, people give DC movies a lot of shit. And they deserve. They deserve. They do deserve a lot. But people forget. Every once in a while, they get it back in the day. This was before Marvel did anything. Really, and DC had been the main dude. This soundtrack gives me goosebumps even now, and I can give a shit about seeing that movie again. I've seen it a million times. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, I there's a million more movies I'd watch before I put that back on again. Mm -hmm. Those first three were great. That movie was so like in our childhood. What year was this? Probably seventy eight, I would say. Seventy eight. Let's see here. Oh, right. maybe seventy eight. Yeah, I love that first one, man. And it was just seventy nine. Because it's a story you read about. Everybody knew the Superman story. Yeah, everyone knew it. it. Wasn't they could jump right in? But they gave you some origin story, which was awesome. Yeah, and this was I, they had the old school nineteen forties or fifties one with George Reeves playing the character, but not until special effects had gone so far and the great Richard Donner really kind of uh, started his career off before he did like Goonies and uh, Lethal Weapon and all that uh, w- with Superman and I think we're stealing Justin's they, they brilliantly not, I'm <laughs> set, all good, I'm man. It up, yeah, it up. the brilliant Christopher Reeve was cast who I mean talk about a character that was kind of hitched to his cart immediately oh yeah he is Superman he was the one that everyone the George Reeves looked like everyone's kind of out of shape dad yeah <laughs> Where Christopher Reeve, Reeve looked just like Superman. I yeah. mean, how you thought Superman should be. Yeah. And even now, that's kind of who I think of. How and, old were you when you saw it? Uh, dude, I, I don't know, man. I probably mean, early on. I, I was young, yeah, for sure. I mean, if I had to make a guess, I'd probably say like 86, 87, yeah. something like that, you know? Um, but the other thing was, and, and I know it wasn't a, a, a a difficult role to switch back and forth from, but I really liked how he played Clark, Clark yeah, Kent as yeah. like you know, mm-hmm. like you know the goofy kind of shy guy. Like it was, it was good. It's like it's like somebody who's funny trying to not play funny. Like yeah. he was very charismatic and 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 knew everything. He yeah. had to play a bumbling idiot, right? And he was an, a bumbling idiot at it. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. would you would think that would be difficult for a lot of people who want to 
I'm Superman. I want to show off how yeah. great yeah, I am. Yeah. But he had no problem like playing that bumbling idiot to Lois. Oh, I'm sorry, Lois. Yeah. Uh, yeah type yeah, of yeah. thing. And no one recognized him without his glasses on oh. or with his glasses on. I know, was, right? That was so uh, fucking hilarious. Funny. <laughs> Watch him in noises off yeah. when he's holding huh. his bloody nose and his pants are down by his ankles. <laughs> Because he can't see violence or something. Yeah, yeah. Then his nose bleeds. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. But we should mention uh, the great uh, uh, Lex Kidder? Luthor. Oh, Lex Luthor. Yeah, uh, Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman and Ned Beatty. Yes. Uh, as uh, I can Otis. Never, Otis, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a Luthor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, Just the best so two great, guys to ever play that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Who's the guy that's going to play it? Uh, the guy from Two and a Half Men. Oh, John Cryer. He's already doing it. He's really? On, he's, yeah, it's on TV. It's, oh, okay. uh, it's one of the DC oh, okay. TV shows where he's playing. Is there any feedback on that? Uh, people love him. Really? People Good. love him doing it. Good for him. You know, and a I lot like of people him. have played him over the years, too, and some are some really work and some don't, because it's one of those characters that you really need to hit that correct balance of <laughs> comedy with this guy will destroy the freaking yeah, yeah. uh, world if yeah. you give him the chance. Jesse Eisenberg. Oh, um, probably he, the worst. He, well, I thought he did okay, but like uh. I think it could have been done differently, <laughs> I don't think differently or better, you know? Oh, yeah. I um, mean, there's so many people that could have been cast. I think uh, one of the biggest missteps with that movie is when they were casting it, the, the big thing was Brian Cranston. I was like, why is Brian Cranston not playing Lex Luthor? Because, yeah. I mean, he had just finished Breaking Bad. Yeah. You got to see him bald as his head. I know, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, he just... I, you could just go right into it, man. Yeah. It would really. I think they just wanted somebody younger. Yeah, I think number two, along with uh, Superman, like like we said before, it was made so soon after it that it was a really well done sequel to this too. Uh, but what I like about number one is that opening. You know, you got to see Marlon Brando. You got yeah. to see it on Krypton. Throw yeah. the the kid oh, into that role, and then even as a teenager, when he's at school and he's racing the train, the train, and yeah. his dad's like, you know, you, I know you want to run, I know you yeah. want to show off, and everything, but you really can't. <laughs> yeah, don't do it. Don't yeah, do it. couldn't you just be exceptional? Yeah, like, exactly. find out what right. the best person is and, and, and just, just be like a, a little tiny bit better. fraction yep. better than them. Exactly. Do, do you have a favorite scene in Superman? Dude, my favorite scene is when the truck falls and little kid Superman oh, yeah. catches it and lifts it up and is just holding up the truck smiling. That's when like, the parents knew. That's where the Kents knew. Yeah. Holy shit, we picked somebody up. I, that. I, I love that scene. It's yeah. so I mean, great. he did crash with a meteor and survive. Perfectly. Well, yeah. well, it could have turned out like Brightburn. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Luckily, it turned out like this. We talked a little Brightburn on the last pod with me I and Eric. I love that movie. It's so good. It will be on our 2019. I'm going to have to buy it. it. Yeah. Uh, You have to watch it. It's fucking... It's it's a balls-out horror movie. It's worth it, dude. It's a balls-out horror movie, too. What is it? It's Superman. It's Evil Superman. It's It's the same exact thing. It's Superman up until the point where he, like, is almost in high school. Yeah, right when he hits puberty. But... So he had a... He was was an asshole? He goes the other way. Yeah, he goes the other way. Oh, okay. Right when he was a teenager. But up until then, he was... Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know what Elizabeth Banks did during that uh, the the raising of him that yeah. d- that didn't Formula happen with it. Instead of breastfeeding, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's totally what it was. But vaccinations, it was vaccinations. <laughs> uh, there, there was like five crazy death scenes, yeah. or scenes of brain really that dude. just makes your series mouth or drop a movie. Open. No, no it's, it's a movie. movie, and it's James Gunn. Uh, 
the guy from uh, Slither and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. And- yeah, I'd say like the first probably 25 minutes, I was kind of like, okay, come on, let's get this fucking thing going. And once it gets going, Whoa. like, stop. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> no it, it was you scary. can't wait it to was, see it was almost, yeah. it was, You were almost scared to see where they went. It was the last time I probably in a movie were, were, was really tense. That and Midsommar this year are the two movies that Midsommar. really gave me, that really gave me the chills at times because you weren't sure where they were going with it. Yeah. When they picked the black hammer up and spent 13 seconds walking across the screen with yeah, yeah you're like oh like, you know where this is going yeah. but yeah with with uh we won't ruin some of the scenes in brightburn at least until dave sees it yeah because uh there's it. some that are just like wow yeah, yeah for sure yeah uh yeah superman yeah great movie man all right dave what do you got Gene Hackman. I'll stay with Gene Hackman. All yes. right. Because you can't have a 70s action movie without Gene Hackman. <laughs> he did. He did a lot of them. And uh, this one is The French Connection oh, with love, uh, the great the Roy uh, Schneider. Schneider. Yep. This was a Played great Popeye kind Doyle, of, real, uh, real cat dude. and mouse. When I think cat and yep. mouse action film, so, I think French, Con- French Connection. It was l- it, the French Connection. That thing has a whole... It's a real story. It's a real story that has implications with a bunch of movies. Yeah. Like American Gangster. Yeah. The heroine that, uh, what's his name, was stealing? Frank uh, White. No. The oh. heroine that... Uh, oh, you're talking about the jo- James, Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. Yeah. Ones that he was stealing a little bit and yeah. remixing it with agents and they were selling it. Mm-hmm. That was all the heroin that they seized from this actual incident. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, so give us so a little gist of what was actually happening. They were, they were shipping heroin... From Marseille in the south of France over to New York, I'm assuming. Yeah. And you didn't know how until the end of the movie, really. Yeah. So, and I'll I'll just kind of, I'll kind of spoil it most you, of the You way. can. It's I mean, 70s. it's not really a spoiler. So you get to know the French side that's going to bring it in, and um, they tell you at the beginning where it is. All you know they, is that it's in the car. It's someplace. in the car. So they th- what they do is this French group that wants to smuggle the heroin hires a famous French actor that's going over to the yeah. U.S. And to be the taking man, a boat, basically. and he basically takes his car with him because he likes his car. That's how he gets it through customs. He's mm. a super popular French yeah. actor. That's well, kind we're, of, we're not going to check Tom Hanks' car. Yeah, it's right. totally yeah, clean. Fucking right Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. Yeah. 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 Tom Hanks is like, oh, the heroin. <laughs> Wouldn't that be the, that would be the craziest story. Oh, I would ever, think the world would ever. come out if we found out yeah, yeah. Tom Hanks was like a oh, gigantic he like overdose smuggler. tomorrow oh. on fucking heroin. I would have to reevaluate everything yeah. in my life based on that. Yeah. You, you thought the Cosby thing was big? Oh. No. no. <laughs> Sorry, Tom Hanks. OJ who? <laughs> Did you hear that new fascinating with films? <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they got a theory on there, man. I don't know where they're going with that. Watch this be like the most oh, popular part ever. Right. <laughs> if it happens, they can say, go back yeah. six <laughs> months ago, dude. We called it out. Hashtag uh, not my Tom Hanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like my bosom buddies. Yeah. <laughs> and so this was the way Popeye Doyle and his partner kind of came on. This was basically like an accident. You know, they were like at a bar drinking and they yeah. saw th- something they that some, looked shady. Well, they saw a guy. He's like, he looked connected. Yeah. And they decided to follow him. They just followed him. And they watched him go to his shop. They watched him come out with his wife, put a satchel in the back of his trunk, and then they drive... And they switch cards a couple times, yeah. and and so they're like, okay. Popeye's like, this guy's dirty. Yeah, this guy's so totally dirty. They tap and we're his phone. Find they why. find out he's he's low level mob. He's facilitating some shipment from somewhere yeah. from somebody. So he starts, and it's literally just a cat and mouse. Yeah, like the French people get here, they know they're here. The French people know that the cops know they're there. Yeah, yeah. They so they. 
they know that they're being watched. Yeah, some of that best stuff was that tailing. They just they're like, if they can't find the drugs, what are they going to do? Right. How are yeah. they going to arrest us? It's right. probably the best example of tailing a suspect oh, yeah. and uh, kind of being the, the made. The double tail yeah. and the moving him back and forth. That and thing on the subway? Oh, yeah. It was so great. Oh, man. When he steps in. So on, on the, he finally catches up with the French guy. Uh, the French guy was out like shopping or something and, and just checking out the situation. So he follows him on the subway. The French guy makes him. Yeah, he doesn't let on, he doesn't yeah. let on that they, he's been yeah. made. So he steps on the platform into the train. The guy's already in another car. He steps out. So Popeye Doyle stops out again, and right at the last minute, the French guy jumps in right before the doors and takes off. And then the French guy's like, like waving, waving at him. Oh wow! As he's going, you're like, "Fuck, it's on, dude!" Yeah. yeah. But it was an awesome movie. The Roy Schneider was. A great, really good like, the, too, the interactions you know? between everybody. The, the, my favorite scene is when he went into the bar. When he, you know, you ever pick your feet in Poughkeepsie? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he oh, went he went shook down everybody, and then he like took one. He took one of the other black guys on the uh, pretending he was roughing <coughs> him up. And he, it was an undercover cop. He's trying to get some information oh, wow. from, but yeah. he took everybody's drugs out. Uh, they spent the first two minutes of that scene, like as soon as the cops came in, you heard like. A bunch of shit hit the floor. <laughs> so he comes in and he puts all the stuff. And I mean, it's just baggies and baggies and baggies yeah. and guns and knives and guns. And he takes a he takes a shaker and puts like beer and puts all the heroin and cocaine and like shakes it up. Oh and just fuck! Throws it on the bar. Oh wow! Like, There's a lot of angry people right now. Great ending. <laughs> very controversial ending. A lot of people wanted something more concrete. It kind of left it up in the air of what actually happened at the very ending yep. of the movie. And I loved it. I thought it was yep. great. And uh, French Connection 2 was all right. It, w- it wasn't bad. It was. Uh, don't remember that one. John Frankenheimer took it over from William Freakin. And, uh, John Frankenheimer. Uh, he Jingle does a lot of car movies. Uh. John Frankenheimer did like uh, Island, Island of Dr. Moreau. Uh, what was another uh, uh, Frankenheimer movie? movie? Uh, well, my number one he did on oh. there. Uh, so I'll mention that in a little bit. But uh, he was a big director at that time too. Uh, French Connection 2 was one of his more famous ones. So yeah, that was a great one. All right, another one of those actors we were we were mentioning. Uh, you can't have action movies without Clint, without uh, Stallone. This is another one. This is the fabulous Burt Reynolds, nineteen seventy two's White Lightning, uh, and I loved White Lightning. And White Lightning was not only was it a fabulous car movie, it had some really great car geeks really geek out over this movie, but it dealt with moonshine really. At the very it had, had one of the great, scenes, just, uh, it had swamp scenes. Yeah, swamp scenes. It was, it was in uh, Arkansas. Uh, no airboats in it, but there was very kind of. It had that really hot, hot element, which was almost a character in the movie. Everyone was sweating their asses off. At the very beginning of the movie, it had a great beginning where uh, Ned Beatty, who notoriously we've always seen as this funny, kind of likable character, he was a die-hard villain in this movie. He was the sheriff of the town, and he owned the town. Everything ran through him. He was shady as shit. He was behind all the kind of uh, bootlegging. He got his cut. I'm trying to say a and- small town <laughs> sheriff in the south in the yeah, yeah, 70s. Yeah. Nah. Nah, it was impossible. Jesus impossible. Christ. Where is integrity? Well, the very... <laughs> Integrity well, Farms. <laughs> well, the very beginning of the movie, like right after the credits started, you saw... Uh, Ned Beatty in a canoe on, oh, yeah, on the yeah, swamp. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. And he's got a, yeah. he's towing yeah. another canoe with two guys on the canoe gagged. Oh, wow. And so he takes him in the middle of the thing, he cuts the rope of the canoe that he's tailing, and then he turns around and he shoots with his shotgun that the bottom of the canoe that uh, has the two guys, and Damn. they just drown to death right there. And Ugh. then he just nonchalantly takes off. So then it goes into... Uh, Actually goes into the movie. We go into a prison where Burt Reynolds is in there for uh, his second offense bootlegging, 
and he gets called up to the ward in the ward. He gets caught a lot. He goes to prison a lot. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Uh, Longest Yards is yeah. another one, uh, <laughs> and which could easily have been on this too. But uh, he gets called up, and they say, your brother has died, and his brother oh, was, was one, one of the guys views. on the canoe. And right then, he leaves the warden's thing, goes out in the field, and starts running. Like, I'm going to escape right fucking now. Oh, wow. Because I need to find out what the hell happened to my brother. Yeah. Very similar to another movie that you you have on your list about some guy trying to find out who uh, murdered his brother. Yep. But... He gets caught. He gets caught. He gets brought minutes. back, and he he only had a year left. Uh, he only has a year left on his sentence, so it's kind of crazy. Let's escape. That's how pissed he is. Yeah. He's going to. They don't have fences in the south. Yeah, as long as you can get through the swamp. Just yeah. yeah. But they pull him back in, and they were like, he immediately says, uh, "I want to work with the feds." He says, "I'll be a stool pigeon, so I can get to him." Mm. And the the feds are like, uh, "Hey, I'm your Huckleberry." So yeah. They come in and they were like, "We know the sheriff's dirty. If you could go in there, we'll give you a car. We'll give you a. There's an informant there that's undercover that we've. You'll fund me to kill my brother's killer. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, basically, they, they're giving him all the tools. They give him this amazing car, and he says, "This is the car you're going to be bootlegging what kind of with." Car is it again? I wish I knew, man. I wish I did. And I, I don't know. I we could probably Google the, what the car is from I'll White Lightning. All right, yeah. nice. I'm going to guess uh, it's a 34 Ford. No. I'm going to say it's a Barracuda. It might be a barracuda, actually. Uh, so what happens is, you, you know the bartender from uh, Back to Future 3? He just likes yeah. to hold it. Yeah, the, yeah, That yeah, was yeah. the guy that he has to hook up with that's in town someplace that they've pinched a couple times before that is kind of an under... Uh, that's an informant that no one knows about. So uh, Burt Reynolds shows up to him, and he's like, hey, you're going to help me. We're going to figure it out. We're going to bring this sheriff down. And you see the sheriff just doing all this shady shit, but... They, what was your guess? Sorry. A 34 Ford V8. 71 Ford Custom. See, I was no. close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I should have known this because the TV show Archer, Yeah. Burt Reynolds does a whole season <laughs> really? where he's dating Jessica Walters as his mom. That's funny. And That's he funny. drives the, the – And he she gets the white him, lighting car? But she, they give him for, for his birthday one. Yeah. And he immediately – so this wait, was one of this those... movie's about bootlegging yeah. and prohibition, but it's in the 70s? Yeah. Well, it's, it's about, about moonshine. Moonshine, okay, moonshine right. is always yeah, yeah, illegal, yeah, not yeah, just yeah, alcohol. Yeah. Okay, I got you. And, uh, not paying taxes. I had my time periods mixed up there. This was also those cars that looked boxy, and they weren't I think flashy when you... They weren't flashy when you looked at them, but then under the hood, oh, God. where it all moved. I mean, oh, this yeah. is a 71 Ford Custom 500. Yeah, so. and... So you got to see a lot of car chase scenes. He hooked up immediately with these uh, moonshiners, and there were so many difficult scenes. Where uh, one of my favorite scenes I'll mention is at the end of the movie where they finally catch Bruce uh, or Burt Reynolds, and they have him tied up, and they're just waiting for the sheriff to get there so they could kill him. And uh, they also catch the girl that Burt Reynolds is with, and Burt Reynolds they're feeding him with alcohol, and he's pretending to be a lot drunker than he is, and he's uh, he's just trying to do something that can get him the upper hand. And he says, he, he he really puts the girl in an awkward position because they were like, Burt Reynolds is all drunk. He's like, you know, she has a tattoo on her stomach, right? And uh, it, it's a flag on her stomach. And he's just trying to get them to turn away so they could like, and they do. They pin the girl down. I want to see this tattoo. Uh-huh. And they're pulling her shirt off. And right when he does that, he hits the guy next to him. And Can't grabs get away the, with that. Grabs yeah. the shotgun and shoots one of the guys and frees her. And then it has a great, great scene at the end. I'll ruin a little bit here uh, where he's chasing Ned Beatty. 
and he's going down. <laughs> it's an it's an awesome stunt. It can't end any worse for Ned Beatty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With Burt Reynolds in the movie. Yeah, and it's one of those ones that just ends completely right afterwards where they're doing this amazing chasing and you don't realize that Burt Reynolds has gone underneath this like elevated cliff. And uh, uh, there's an awesome shot where Ned Beatty's police car goes straight up that ramp and into the lake mm-hmm. and Burt Reynolds is right underneath him just like arms folded as the car goes over mm-hmm. him and everything and you see it just land right there yep. and it just immediately goes down and Ned Beatty can't get out I mean that's nice. justice man that's how his brother went yeah it's really really cool that's exactly how his brother went that's the way it turned out man and that, so White Lightning is one of those great Burt Reynolds you think 70s Burt Reynolds automatically you're, you're you go to Smoking the Bandit. This was before uh, Burt even had the stash. You know, he looked a lot like he did in uh, Longest Yard, which yeah. was another great kind of prison movie with him in it. He but. was a good-looking man then, back then. Yeah, he I was also, he what, was Florida State quarterback. Florida State quarterback. Yeah. Shout out Bob Carpenter. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think of Bob when I think Seminoles, too. Yeah. Uh, every time. Because <laughs> uh, his car is... is that he lives in it. He, he, he goes to every oh, game he can go to. Yeah. I think he does. His, his uh, daughter lives there. Yeah. Lives in Tallahassee. And he goes to so. a lot of the away games too. And his like, wife, I mean, Arkansas. and him and his wife both back when I he back when I was working for him, yeah. he would go out of town for at least two trips. Yeah. They would go the to March Madness. BC won. well, but they would go yeah, they, yeah, they, they had did a great, all that. They spent a whole weekend watching all college basketball. Oh, like awesome. four games each day. Yeah. Yeah. And that's pretty cool. He Especially if you all got, of them too. It, he'll, the he'll cool give thing was she was really into it too. That's cool. So you know, I don't think Paul could take Christina to a film festival and she'd come away no. with the same experience <laughs> as she does watching. Sorry, Christina. She ain't getting to get out of the car. <laughs> Sorry, Christina. She ain't going to that shit. I'll, I'll hang out the library while you watch your yeah. film festival. <laughs> It'll be that type of thing. So, yeah, 1972's White Lightning. Check it out. All right. All right, just what you got. Um, so, this one actually is kind of obscure. I didn't really realize it. Um, I don't know if you guys have uh, ever. Yeah, I, I, I think he's I, I don't know if you guys think he's, he's trying to be. I don't know if y'all have ever heard of this one or not. It's just. It's just yeah, it's called Star Wars. <laughs> the New Hope. Yeah, New that's Hope, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Blue Harvest, it. however yeah, you want to look yeah. at it. I love I love all the parodies that they did from oh, the uh, like the family National guys. Family guys. Oh family yeah, guys absolutely. Uh, but so like, much so that I can almost only think of the Family Guy things when I rewatch. Yeah. Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. <clears throat> but no, like the front cover art. Yeah. You know where like oh. um, Family Vacation. Yeah. You know Drew Struzan. Like, those are Drew Struzan art. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. And all those posters. Um, and you know, then yeah, you got Star Wars, man. Spaceballs. <laughs> <laughs> I see your swatch is as big as mine. Yeah. Yeah. Now oh, yeah. let's see sure. how well you handle it. <laughs> you, you forget how, unless you lived back during that time, and we we really didn't. It was '77. We were alive. Talk about we, goosebumps! But, God damn it! That first, you first flash of oh, the, yeah. oh, on the, the screen. Yeah, yeah. You the hear that theme music? Cheer. Yeah. Every single time I've ever gone to see a movie. Yeah. That was One of the in Star the Star Wars, Wars yeah. universe. Yeah. And they do that in the beginning, people go crazy. Yeah. People are going crazy right now of The Mandalorian. Do they now like that it? Disney Plus has oh, dropped, yeah. yeah, they love it. I mean, I mean John, oh, if you're really? Disney, yeah, you don't put awesome. it out until it's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Because you're launching Disney Plus. I haven't yeah. got it yet because I hear there's a lot of bugs going on with there it right is, now. What are they I'll wait a week. Well, I already have Hulu, so for me, it's only an extra six bucks. So That's I'll pay crazy, for it just, to, oh, really? just to watch the Marvel. I think without Hulu, it's. Maria and I were talking about this this morning. You should be able to get it for six bucks. Fuck yes. Yeah, it's really. I was talking about this morning. It's like, if you're a good parent, don't you have to have this? Yeah, like well, if you're if a you Marvel kids, fan, you have to. Have yeah. it. That's what's the only that's way exact, you're gonna see. Uh, that's a, I think exactly what she said. Yeah, you, if you want to watch the Falcon and Winter Soldier, you have to yeah. see it. And the same with the Mandalorian. I mean, it's I gonna be really good. Say, wouldn't say I've been missing it, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but 
speaking of Star Wars here, I think a lot of what people that were around that were our age back then, this is their obviously Star Wars movie, they remember how big of a movie it was. Because you think of sci-fi movies before 1977, they're very weak, man. Now, very weak. Admittedly, I, yeah, but you could I love Logan's Run, but if you look at that yeah. like ice that yeah. ice yeah. like robot at the end, you're yeah. like, "Oh my god, put some money into it, dudes." Uh, <laughs> now, I mean, he he, inv- he was an innovator. Logan's George Lucas. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's also a, and a financial billionaire. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's got to move money to get into that toilet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What yeah. were you gonna say? Uh, I, I was gonna say, you know, I I I do get all three of the originals, kind of like yeah. flipped, flopped, and everything like that. So someone's about to scream at you, Justin. Uh, yeah. Hey, you know what? My favorite is with the Ewoks. I'll tell you what. Here's I love an experiment. the opening scene. Put the title of this thing something to do with Star Wars, and I bet you it gets a bunch of hits. Oh yeah, absolutely. well it's true too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's not going to be that. You it's, should, already, it's already been picked. <laughs> you should unpick it because, from a marketing standpoint, would you want more people? You to can call it. Less you can call it Star I, Wars. It's a good, it's Justin a good title. Has you haven't no said hope. your movie yet, so I'll tell you what the title is. What <laughs> but it is a famous line. Um, but no, I'm trying to remember if Yoda's in the first one. No, second one. Second one. Yep. Okay, yeah, I, 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 I don't get the Ewoks confused. <laughs> yeah. that, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, dude, like you said, man, just from the opening, I guess once you've seen it, it was seventy-seven. Like, seventy-seven. Yeah, uh, you know, once you seventy-seven, eighty, and eighty-three were the first okay. three. So movies. good. Uh, well, you saw it. Did you see them in order? Um, you know, honestly, I think I probably saw two first, and then one, and yeah. then three. A lot of people um, probably like that. You probably saw two. We first. saw no. We saw them in order. I think. Did we? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think because you were. You, I was. Huge. You weren't even. Born. I, you were two years old. I was two years old, but when we got cable, I, I remember. Four. I remember we had cable for the well, first we were time. It was the seven, very first thing eight. we, very first movie we ever watched really? on cable. Really, was uh, was a new hope. I'll tell you what. They, if we had some of the money that we spent on Star Wars figures, not even the Star Wars figures <laughs> <Now>. themselves. Yeah. <laughs> I have every original Star Wars figure on a shelf at my house right now. I know you. All eighty nine figures. He knows. That's you. awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's. I love them. Never what uh, you have an ad at. Yep, I have an ad at. What else do you uh, have? I have a Tauntaun. I've, I had more that I've sold. I've kind of trimmed it down to just have the, the original 89 figures. Uh, an ad at because I always wanted it when I was younger, and it just looks great no, up on the shelf. Falcon. Yeah, it does. Million Falcon takes up a lot of space. It takes up a lot of space. I would have one. Eric's got six of them. The great thing about the ad at is it's... It's uh, vertical. Vertical. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. Millennium Falcon's kind of an odd shaped. Eric's got like six of them, like shells of them in his back uh, room there. And I, I was thinking of grabbing one and kind of piecing it together because that's what I do with the ad. I bought it as a shell. When I was up there, Eric bought an ad. I bet he has. Bucks. A, I bet he oh, has a wow. hundred thousand dollars worth of toys. Oh yeah, I, I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, it's pretty close. I mean, just somewhere between fifty thousand, maybe fifty thousand to a hundred thousand, somewhere around there, because he has some. Massive I bet he spent. Close to that. Yeah, sure. He's well, got though. tons and tons of stuff. Well, he gets he's, stuff at the shop, and obviously he gets first dibs at him if it comes in. Right. But, but he knows. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he knows. But the uh, uh, when he goes to the flea market, like I said, we were up there, and he seems to get – he knows everybody. Eric knows everybody in town because he's obviously a local business owner, but he's also uh, at the flea market. I got people cutting him deals. Remind me to talk to you off. <laughs> but Eric's walking around, and someone sold him an, uh, like the, the ad at – complete with the chin guns for 15 bucks i mean like 15 bucks i mean you go on to ebay and you piece you you throw another 35 40 dollars on it and it's complete and then you could sell it for like 300 that's awesome i mean it's really great yeah uh let's talk about some favorite scenes from star wars <laughs> the one with yoda <laughs> <laughs> we're talking two <laughs> yeah 
Um, well, let's see. So is this the one like is this where he goes to the bog, right? And he trains. No, that was uh, two. That's two. That's see, two. that's the that's problem. I'm more familiar with two than I am. This with is one. the one where obviously Princess Leia gets captured by Darth Vader, and then he has to go to the cantina. So there's like three main, four main storylines. This is the droid storyline because the droids escape from the from the yeah, starship. From the right. starship. Um, you have the starship and Luke, uh, Darth Vader's like searching, yeah. having him search for Luke's on Tatooine with his aunt and his uncle. And, and, uncle and, and they say, right. oh, yeah. you, you, go talk to Ben Kenobi. Oh, you mean old Ben? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah uh, <laughs> because remember, our, our two <laughs> has didn't like, go off you. <laughs> that could have been the dude a long time before. Yeah. Our two has a hidden message in right. him from Princess Leia that we need your help uh, to get ben, there. So, Ben's is only her only. And help. then once right. he hooks up with Ben Kenobi, you know, he, he goes to the cantina to meet Han Solo and Chewbacca. Who Hashtag have, Guido Five. Who first. have, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All people are pissed at him now that Disney Plus is out. They I added something else I to that saw. scene. Why what? Did they, that, what the fuck? <laughs> I think they do it just to get people angry yeah. so that they can undo it and make them happy. Happy again, but what they changed—the old little bit of anger for a lot of happiness later on theory. That, that I think Disney. It's <laughs> true. I mean, but in world. that scene, and it's such a scene that's uh, uh, note of contention with a lot of people because in the original one, hand shot first with the Greedo thing, and then they, George Lucas changed it, where they didn't want hand to be looked at like this kind of vicious guy so they had him shoot after Greedo did now in the Disney plus version they have they have Greedo saying they have Greedo saying a word right before he gets shot which people are like what the fuck does that mean and no one knows what the word is it's it's something like Malaki or something like that that's bullshit Uh, so I I don't even know what it means I'd I'd have to rewatch it but I I thought that was an opportunity once Disney Plus came out to release the original versions yeah. without the doctored stuff on it yeah. and everything. Now, how old, Justin, how old were you when the, like, where was the second phase of movies come out in your childhood? Line? Probably 90, well, 98. How yeah. Old were you? Um, you were a teenager. In 98, let's see, I was, what, 15 or 17, I yeah. mean. Um, yeah, I remember going to see them at the old. Newberry Road yeah, Theater, yeah, like yeah, when yeah, it yeah. still had the multicolored seats, and yeah. it was like it was like a dollar. What was you know? the first one that came out of the new uh, Phantom Menace? Phantom Menace, Phantom Menace, yeah. Clone Wars, I remember and Revenge of the Sith. Andrea, the girl I was with at the time, yeah. was a huge Star Wars fan. Yeah. She I went opening night, Space Camp. So mm-hmm. we went opening night at the theater that is next to Oaks Mall. It's yep. in the Oaks Mall Plaza. Yep. Yeah, and there was people around the block. We went. Yeah, she went like three. Well, she went three hours early yeah. and wow. waited in line. Yep. Wow! But people were dressed up as stormtroopers. Oh yeah, and Darth Vader. Yeah. I worked at the flower shop, and we had one worker who had the day off that went and stood in line for like six hours and bought twelve tickets oh, for nice. all of us. Wow. So when we got there, someone had already been waiting in the theater that had those middle rows all uh-huh. blocked off, and we went in there and we realized we had an extra seat. And I called oh, my friend. I'd Mike. hate to be that dude. No, you can't sit. Take, this nine whole row seats is taken. Right here. Yeah. Nine well, that's what's great about the reserve seats now. You don't. Have yeah. Don't freaking oh, worry yeah, about putting yeah. shirts over yeah, or your movie. jacket on seats. Yeah. I mean, stuff. there's a reason you pay. So we went to see. So for me and Maria and her nephew to go yeah. get popcorn and candy and drinks, it was uh, seventy three dollars. Wow, yeah, that's yeah. crazy. You can yeah. imagine Matt going with all his kids yeah. and and their kids like, and seeing it. It's like over, like for twenty five like hundred bucks. bucks you know? I can go to Disney World for the day. <laughs> yeah, it's no seriously. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> but yeah. Th- 
So once they hooked up with the Harrison Ford character, Han Solo, which oh, just yeah. it was all on, man. They got to the Death Star, they got the tractor beam on, they got stuck in the everything compactor. happened that you wanted to. to I happen. mean, it was it was everything, and then even to the very end where Luke's got to go in the X wing and he's got this big of a hole to shoot his thing, yeah. in, but he is the man and he's also <laughs> using the force. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just like remember Stewie's argument. When he was like looking over the plans, that's, that's he's, a like, well, he's like, "Yeah, yeah. doesn't anyone <laughs> think we should cover yeah. that up?" Yeah. It's, like, it's like twenty bucks. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, no, it's, it's like, it's like there's, pra- there's practically no chance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, one of my, if there's a chance, why don't we just cover it up? Yeah. One of my favorite things they did with Rogue One was was going back and having Mads be the guy that actually built that flaw in there. That's true. Right. Yeah. So the uh, the rebellion had a chance to to blow it up at some point. I thought that was absolutely fucking yep. brilliant. Yeah. I don't know who wrote that in there, but it was so amazing. Shout out! You get to keep your Job. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's one reason why I love Rogue One so much. Where I put Rogue One up at even before uh, Jedi, I'll put Rogue One in there. Mm-hmm. I'll put uh, New Hope, Empire, Rogue One, then Jedi. Yeah, uh, see, is Jedi order. is just too much. Of, I went and saw I love Jedi. It. I love I, it. What year did it come out? You were going on dates to an eighty-three. Eighty-three. That so was like your first date. I yeah, think you with us. You remember her name? So sad. Rebecca. Oh, nice. No. I was in the theater. I was like I was trying five to remember or less back. Rebecca it, Simpson. It was one of those, like, we'll drive you to the theater, we'll go to the movies, but we'll let you guys sit together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, remember I, we went to Six Gun City in yep. Man of the Mountain. I yeah. bought a, a squirrel, a stuffed squirrel really? that I was going <laughs> to give to her on that first well, date. <laughs> I remember being on that vacation where the uh, when we li- where we were staying at that cabin there was a kid my age at the cabin next oh, yeah. door and his dad just bought him the the book for Return of the Jedi oh, really? and it hadn't come out yet. And oh, wow. so I was super stoked. I need to get that book and everything. And then we went to the we we stood in the line to go see it and remember they put us in the balcony. It was yeah. our first time at the balcony and it was just ah oh, it was so amazing, man. I, That's I loved awesome. it. I had a great memories of Return of the Jedi back then and I had the cards, had the figures, and then and chup, had it all that. That's my favorite <laughs> song, dude. I get pissed. I get pissed when I don't have that version uh, because it was such a great song. <laughs> I feel like Grover's going to come out and count to ten or something. Yeah. <laughs> the Chub Chub song was great, especially when you when you watched the the changed version. It's not I don't remember bad. the changed version. I th- what movie was that in the change version? It was the change of Return of the Jedi at the very end. I don't know end. if I've ever seen the one when they changed it. And when they I don't show think the, I've seen it since it's When they been show changed. the three ghosts at the end and yeah. they show uh different ghosts. They show Obi-Wan, they show Yoda and then they show Anakin, but instead the version we used to watch back in the day was the old guy that was underneath the Vader mask. Yeah, yeah. And then they changed it to Hayden Christensen just standing what? there and I was like, "Ah, oh, does that God, guy man. not get paid now?" I know, that's just pissing me off. The state doesn't get money now. If we learn from anything from history is don't go back and change your flex man yeah. just live with what it yeah. is yeah because you got to remember yeah. that kids grew up with that and they expect to see that yeah. later in have life you, yeah. have you heard Patton oswald five minute response about meeting george lucas no, no. and he, this is after he's seen all the movies and he meets george lucas and he pretends like it's before he makes them he's like george lucas you you made my childhood what are you doing yeah. he's like whoa we got sequels coming it's like oh great yeah. what is it gonna be oh you get to see darth vader he's like oh great it's like He's like, yeah, you get to see him as a little kid, and he's just really sad. He's like, what is he doing? Is he like an evil little kid like Damien? From- no, he's just kind of looking at stuff. Like, he's like, that sounds awful. <laughs> and he goes through it, and he's like, Boba Fett, but you get to see him as a little kid. And he's like, oh, you get to see the Death Star, but you get to see it just being built. And he's like, this all sounds horrible. <laughs> I'm telling you, the only thing that saved Phantom Menace for me is the Liam Neeson, the Ewan McGregor, yeah, yeah. and Darth Maul. If yeah. it wasn't for those three those, yeah, characters, those, yeah. Yeah, it would have been god-awful. Yeah. And 
And I didn't have a big of his problem when I saw it in the theater. I was like, all right, we got a Star Wars movie. I mean, we had nothing right. before that. So I was, I didn't uh, kind of shit on it as much as everyone did. But the more you watched it, the more you realized, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it really isn't that great of a film. Yeah, I, I'm the one with, what's his name, Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. yeah we yeah, weren't going to say that. <laughs> have either of you seen the Solo <laughs> movie yet? <laughs> no, I haven't. It's so good. I, I've heard the Solo from, movie was good, I've dude. heard from a couple of people It was really good. It's good. Too. I was I think super I started surprised. watching it and then had to leave. And then it's still yeah. I'll have to. I don't even know if I have it on it Netflix. Uh, is it on Netflix? I yeah. Think so. I I still don't own it yet, so I need to own it so we can watch it sometime. But uh, you should own it. Yeah. Well, it's not on Netflix now. I can guarantee you that. Yeah. Now that Disney Plus is on, they no, yank man. that shit. Yeah. No Disney. No. Uh, and there's even a lot of movies. Uh, I can't think. They're of. gonna make so much money. Yeah. Oh They're yeah. gonna charge six bucks and they're gonna raise it two dollars a year mm-hmm. every year and people are gonna pay it. Yes. Why the fuck not? Yeah. You want your kid to watch Frozen 2? Yes. Yeah. 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 Pay it. <laughs> we'll kill in the next movie. Fuck you, Fabian. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Fuck you, Fabian. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm gangster. If you want to <laughs> understand gangsterism, yeah. follow Corporations. Yeah. Oh, dude, that reminds Disney, me. Disney wrote the formula. That reminds me of the South Park where, with the cable company, and he's like, he's like, no, I don't want to pay for this. And he's like, oh, but you want to just go to another cable company? Oh, but you can't. He's like, <laughs> he's like tweaking his nipples. His nipples. He's like, oh, little flaps so that came terrible. out. I also <laughs> like the Family Guy. Was it Family Guy when they had the purity rings? Oh, South Park. Yeah, South Park, and, yeah. And Mickey Mouse shows up. Hey, guys. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, the fuck out of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. All right, Dave, what do you got? All right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> One of my top ten all favorite t- movies of all time. Ooh! So, I can't. I I can't. This, this is, is a flawless. Don't, don't movie. fuck it up. <laughs> no, this is I the won't. title. This is the title Apocalypse of the Apocalypse Now, man. Oh, okay. The title yeah. of the episode is "I Love the Smell of Napalm in the Morning." Oh, nice. Such dude. a yes. great one, man. I mean, it is as far great. as war movies go. There really, there really isn't one out there that that gives you the full gamut to gamut glimpse. I mean, Platoon does a good job. Yeah. Full Metal Jacket. Full Metal Jacket does a yeah. good job. The other ones do a good job. But you get to stay with a small squad while watching the bigger war. They meet characters along the way. Mm-hmm. They, then they go through different adventures. I like the long one. The long Absol- version with absolutely. the French stuff. Yeah, the, the French, 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 French kind of pulls you. stuff was because really Because what that gives you is, one, I've never been in the military, but from what I hear, and from especially watching Band of Brothers, is... You might be on the front lines, but if you can get off the front lines for just a few hours yeah. and yeah. have a dinner at a table and take a shower, it, it's like it, it totally like washes you over. Restoring. Yeah, yeah, it's restorative. If you're on the front line the whole time, like a bastone, you're just you're shell shocked yeah. and you're gonna yeah. come home damaged. Yeah. If you're a fan of this movie, you should check out the documentary. Yeah. And it's amazing that they ever pulled off what was probably one of the 20 best movies of all time because there was a lot of that time during the ending of shooting where it was just Francis Ford Coppola, Martin Sheen, Dennis Hopper, and Marlon Brando trying to figure out how to end this movie. A lot of that was ca- uh, captured in that documentary where they didn't know how to end the movie. That's crazy. And, and they did a great job with what they decided to do. Finish the script before yeah. you start. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it. Uh, but you you go into these individual characters, the the Charlie Sheen or Charlie Sheen, the, the Martin Sheen character who had a heart attack on the on the set and had, and was able to continue, you know. Oh wow! And I uh, mean, the ending was great. 
It was exactly was what I wanted. I, we got to see super young, sixteen-year-old Lawrence Fishburne as that yeah. young ass character. He's listed as uh, Larry Fishburne. Larry Fishburne, yeah, yeah. yeah. in that movie, uh, in that scene where they're on the boat and they're about to shoot all those people, and they find the puppy uh, on the. They actually yeah. kill them. They kill the the whole crew. They I killed think. the whole. Yeah, they held the. the and she, because they she thought was she was going, going for, a, for weapon. a weapon, and she was going for the puppy, mm-hmm. and everybody just got trigger happy. Man, yep. I can't imagine. Fighting a war in a country where the enemies and the civilians look exactly the same, yeah. and they have the Dress advantage exactly because the they same. know the environment yeah. way better you than can't the fight invaders. on your own against someone in yeah. their own soil. I mean, yeah. it's like it would be like uh, Red Dawn style people coming here and thinking that they could navigate through the swamps of Louisiana to fight people. No, yeah. you can't. No, uh, gators, <laughs> gators will get you, son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the gators don't get you. The red yeah. 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 or brute yeah. or, or white light and burnt yeah. rose. Yeah. <laughs> Rape Ned Beatty like a deliverance. Oh, God. <laughs> like a pig. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the second pig going. <laughs> I know. I had to do it. I had to do it. Uh, uh, what was your favorite? Some of your favorite stuff. Um, it got really weird, and I kind of liked it once they got to the place where the helicopter was down, and they yeah. met the Playboy, the Playboy models, models that, that was had the, crashed. That was a lot of that was in the uh, in the redo. Yeah. Too, okay. Cause I was gonna say I don't remember that. And yeah. uh, just remember when he meets that squad at night, and he's like, "Who's in charge?" Aren't you? Yeah, yeah, y'all yeah. Are well, like, you got that one guy dropped acid too. Yeah, and you were like, "What the hell? Who is dropping acid during during this, a fire during fight, fight, fight at yeah. night?" Yeah. And yeah. like tracer bullets are coming over. Things are blowing up yeah. all around them. And remember, they had the that one black guy that put on his headphones and he's playing like Jimi Hendrix, yeah. and he had the like the rocket launcher. They called him something. Get the bug or get the worm. Or oh get, yeah, he I had a nickname. I can't remember what his nickname was. Yeah. I love. Uh, and do you? He's like, do you know what day it is, son? And he's like, yes. And then he goes over to you. Like, he didn't respond to him. <laughs> like, this is their total off the rails. The, they were so deep in an enemy territory. There were no rules anymore. Yeah. Right. Like, they were selling the Playboy models. They were pimping themselves out for, oh, for wow. fuel yeah. for the helicopter. I love the Frederick Forrest character who uh, eventually went on to, uh, he played that neo-Nazi guy in, uh, in uh, Falling Down. He was the never get oh, out of yeah, the boat. Yeah, yeah. Who looked completely out, different in, that, boat, in that role. You're goddamn right. <laughs> never get out of the boat. Never get out of the boat. I just wanted to cook, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just wanted to cook. He's taking his chef. shirt off and he's like yeah. he's talking about the mangoes and everything. Oh, he and gets it pretty he gets it pretty good later on. Yeah. I mean it, it it's dark. I mean it's it, it's several movies. It's like yeah. a, it's like six vin, or seven vignettes. It is. So you have him in the start the one of the greatest beginnings of the yeah. movie. Use of narrative, yep, um, and even uh, Harrison Ford coming in is the, the right. guy that's who right. kind of uh, debriefs him to yep. go out. And this is what you're going to do. We want you to uh, exterminate. To, to exterminate with extreme prejudice the yeah. Marlon Brando character because he's gone off the reservation and everything, and, and certainly the the stuff of the French plantation, but. It starts to be that last act was very clear cut when they pulled up and Dennis Hopper is like, hit your siren, hit your siren. But I think what the great thing they did was, so Martin Sheen, he's a soldier in the beginning. They tell him something, absolutely. You know, obviously he's insane. Like Who would behave like that? Obviously. But then remember he had his dossier and he spent the next two weeks reading his dossier. He's like, this guy was been groomed for a top spot, but he, they fucked him over. And he just and he could kind of see. So he was kind of see him until he pulled up and saw fucking bodies. That yeah, that one scene with the music with just the pulses. Yep. When he's they're coming into the bay and the last act, and 
Dennis Hopper's on the shore, but remember the guys in the canoes? Yeah. Like indigenous people like mm-hmm. blocking the yeah. thing. And uh, Dennis Hopper's screaming, hit the siren, man. Hit the yeah. siren. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he hits it, and there's dead bodies hanging. There's green there's smoke everywhere. Yeah, it's like Vlad the Impaler type stuff with the heads oh, on the spikes such, and stuff. Was one, if, if that person didn't win a production design yeah. for yeah. that... Oh. And that was what's also great about the redo is they had an extra Marlon Brando scene, a great scene. Every scene with Marlon Brando on it where he was playing Kurtz and he was just giving his long dialogues and diatribes was yeah. fascinating. Yeah. It was really great. You like hung on every word and you could really see how this guy could have this army of like uh, indigenous savages that have his back and everything. And not to spoil it, but that that scene it's so difficult to watch the the crossover scene where we're seeing kurtz get killed and yeah. the uh water buffalo at the same time get slaughtered another thing you can't do and yeah, so that not. was really yeah. done they yeah, really I killed know, that yeah. water buffalo yeah i know uh, i think i read something that they they did the actual ritual the ritual yeah. the actual one yeah so they just filmed it yeah. they just filmed it it yeah. wasn't like they did it they actually like yeah. It went to a sacrifice. It right. wasn't just. Yeah, it was great. If you're a war film uh, fanatic, I mean, that's that's top of your list. It's got to be because it was just a fabulous one. And then definitely don't avoid. It's a slow play. Yeah, don't avoid the redo just because it's uh, it's got a lot of extra uh, time it's in great, there. Though. But it's that great. French scene, it's really good. I really enjoyed, man. Yeah, that dinner scene, or then him with that girl uh, uh, that night, and it was just really great. Extra stuff from a, from a movie that was already a masterpiece. I'm always welcome to. Yeah. If they want to put any extra stuff out in those old. I'm, I'm on board. All right, this next one came out the year I was born, 1975. This is another Clint Eastwood one. It's also one of the more overlooked Clint Eastwood movies that I really, really enjoyed. He directed it. I know he shied away from directing it at first. He wanted Don Siegel to direct it, who had done the Dirty Harry, uh, the first couple Dirty Harry movies, and he was afraid that he didn't have the uh, the chops to do such an action-related movie and everything, but uh, eventually Don Siegel talked him into doing it. was 1975's The Iger Sanction. Ooh. Absolutely loved The Iger In Sanction. The this was the mountain climbing okay. movie. Yep. So what happens is he is a former assassin that is in retirement, and he's like an art history teacher now. And he's used all his money that he's made from assassinating to have to – I think he's got like 20 or 21 really famous paintings. And uh, what happens is there's a uh, a, uh, government organization that is hiring – they have – they hire assassins and everything, and a couple of their assassins are being taken out by somebody. Uh So they – reach out to Clint Eastwood and they say, we want you to come back out of retirement to do this. And uh, he says, I don't want to do it. And I love those movies. Yeah, I love it. I and love those movies. They, they kind of get them uh, over a barrel too. They were like, if you don't come back, we're going to uh, inform the IRS that you have this huge painting collection and they're going to take them from oh. you. And they're going to ask why you uh, have these because you obviously didn't pay them on an art history teacher salary and everything. Right. And it was like his big thing. And he's like, all right, I'll do it. I'll do it for 20 grand which seems low at the time but i or it seems low now but at yeah. the time it might have been a huge uh, amount so the in the the guy who forces him to do this job they call him mr dragon and he's an albino that is only in this like red red room and you could tell he's got these creepy contacts in and they got a twice a year they have to take all his blood out and put all his blood back in That's like a, crazy. a transfusion so he just is sits this the in this one room. where they had like Go, like he had to go because it was gunmen that were going to shoot him if he turned around or something. Uh, no, no, that wasn't this. This was uh, George Kennedy. Did we see this recently? Uh, you and I. 
I've seen it like four or five times. I'm not sure if we saw it together or not. Uh, maybe you'll remember some of it when I'm, I'm talking about it. So he, he agrees to do it. He used to be a, a mountain climber too, and they tell him, uh, there's two guys we want you to take out. And the first guy he takes out real quickly. It's like in the States. He, he goes and takes him out. And he's like, the second guy is going to be in Switzerland on the Eiger, which is part of the Alps, the North Face, which a lot of people die on. And they I've uh, seen a lot of people movie. don't. I've seen their uh, jackets. Yeah. And uh, uh, I think that was based on the uh, California North Face. Part of Yosemite. But... Uh, so he, and he had tried to. Uh, You're from Florida. What do you wear a jacket? <laughs> hey, hey, twenty nine is cold. That is true. It is, true. is true. Actually, forty five and rainy is uh, yeah, it's cold agree. too, man. Uh, so he has tried to previously climb the Eiger like twice and had to turn back. So he he's familiar with it. So he has to go. He goes to Arizona to. That's a good plot uh, to put in there. Yeah, it is. I have to go do something I've never been that able to I do. failed yeah. at previously. You know. And so what he does is he goes to Arizona and he hooks up with his old buddy who's George Kennedy, who's amazing in this movie. He just plays that character George Kennedy always plays, you know, that really buddy. that really uh, affable kind of, uh, yeah, best friend type of character. And he's he owns a, um, a mountain climbing school. So he's going to go with him and he's going to train and he puts him through the, uh, the rigors and he calls him at 6 in the morning and then he, he has him run all over these mountains and then he gets back and he has Catch lunch. Catch his chicken. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <insane>. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Got it. <laughs> uh, to the point where like he, he works himself out he comes back and they give him lunch and he's like, oh, well, I'll do better tomorrow. He says, bullshit, you're doing better after lunch. Oh, shit. So I'm sending you back out These there. These are two days, motherfucker. Yeah, right. So then it goes all the way to the uh, – and part of his team, and George Clinton is going to come too. He's part of the base camp uh, uh, guy who's going to help them up the mountain. Did you call him George you, Clooney? Uh, George Kennedy. I call him Clooney? Maybe. <laughs> I think so. Uh, yeah. Check the tape. When yeah. you listen to it, you'll be like, sure. damn, I did something. <laughs> <laughs> well, when they get there, there's like an Austrian guy, a German guy, and there's like another guy that are all going to be part now of his team. Now walk into a bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're all part of his team, and he at this point, they the – the organization said that they will let him know who the guy is that he has to kill beforehand, but he doesn't oh, know. You... So then he's got to go up the mountain, and the whole time you don't know if he's hooking himself to this guy, if this guy's the killer, uh-huh. or if his... Uh, uh, You're just describing an episode of Archer. <laughs> yeah, maybe they went in and they did like an Iger sanction remake. Iger's, yeah, yeah. They were and, all had to be part of the mountain climbing team, and they didn't know who they were going to kill to the very end. And it was some really great perilous stuff. George Kennedy's like back at the resort with this telescope, watching them up there, and he knows a front's coming in, and they were like, he's like this is about to be a sheet of ice that they're climbing up and they have no idea and it's too late to turn back, so we're going to see him up there and we see people falling and people... Oh, wow. Uh, uh, like Clint Eastwood saving one guy and you don't realize if he's the guy he's got to kill or anything yeah. like that. So there's a lot of shady kind of cool action and espionage going on. And I won't ruin the ending, but it was a really great, great kind of spy action flick that a lot of people don't think of when they think of Clint Eastwood. It kind of went under everyone's radar because it was around the same time, I think. Uh, Magnum Force was 73. So this was probably around the same time that uh, The Enforcer came out. So he was heavily into Dirty Harry at this point. And to be honest with you, mountain climbing movies yeah. are its own genre. It, it like, is. I like mountain climbing movies. Yeah. I'm fascinated. The funny thing is, I'm fascinated with. Ace Ventura 2. Exactly. <laughs> I'm fascinated Mount Everest. Yeah. I'm fascinated with Mount Everest. People risking their lives yeah. for this thing that means nothing. Yeah. I would never do it, but I'm still yeah. 
find myself fascinated by the people that do I don't it. mind hiking. Like, I really enjoy Hiking's hiking fun. hiking up small mountains. <laughs> but I'm a, like, when I was in Iceland, I hiked up this really yeah. amazing But you had, like, a, you're like, I'm going to make it back from this trip. Yeah, yeah you're on a path. Piece. You're not, no, like, using ropes and shit like there's that. There's bodies just oh, yeah, all over. Oh, yeah, all over. the 50s from yeah. guys that had climbed it three times before. Yeah. Yep. If you climb it three times before and you die on your fifth time, yeah. you know, that's your fault. Yeah. It's crowded up there now, too. Now, not well, only with the bodies, but with, like, the... Uh, but with like the people, have you seen the images of like oh, they're going people. up the path and there's yeah. like what 15, 16 people waiting? Yeah. To get like to the, the last thousand yards is is on a ridge yeah. up that fucking Jesus. peak, man. And, and you're waiting for somebody yeah, to go up there. Sitting and there in, those... It's in the death zone, which death zone means you have I can't remember how many hours, but above twenty six thousand feet, the oxygen is thin enough that yeah. your body depletes its oxygen right. level and you die. There's been one dude that survived overnight yeah. on there, but he's rare. Yeah, most yeah. people die in that death zone or coming down from that death yeah. zone. Yeah. I, I hear that even just getting to the base camp is like a feat. Yeah, I mean, I I would get there and I'd be like, that's a- uh, yeah, no, I'd be like, this is cool. This yeah. is as far as I need to go. Like, I'll just stand I here. Climbed and well, I climbed Everest. Here's the, cra- here's yeah, the crazy. Here's the it. crazy thing that you don't know about. It's a takes two months because you got to go to it's camp two or three, yeah. and you have to stay there for two weeks yeah. so that your so that your body gets acclimated to the altitude. Yeah. Because yeah. if you climb from base one to all the way, unless you do it on a regular basis, yeah. you're gonna die. Like those Sherpas, yeah. those poor guys. Oh those yeah, guys. this one Jesus. dude's got twenty trips. That's or insane. Yeah, that is insane. It's like retire, dude. Yeah. Twenty two hundred jumps out of an airplane parachute, and I'm retiring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, if you're going back to watch some old Clint Eastwood movies, and he's one of my favorite actors, he just has done so many great movies in the 70s and the 80s. And even now, I love The Mule, and I cannot wait. And now he doesn't act as much in it, even though he did in The Mule and he was fabulous in it. Uh, I really loved him in The Mule, but he well, looks old. He's got to be he's, in his 90s, right? No, he turns 90, like, yeah, uh, n- next year he turns he just 90. He wants to keep doing it until he Well, dies. now he's directing, and I, I haven't... I'm going to be there day one to see that Richard Jewell Olympic uh, oh, bombing yeah, yeah. movie, That's and, his... and he directed it. Yeah, nice. so I don't think he's in it at all. Because... I mean, you can direct until the day you die. I mean, the mule he actually uh... so not doing born identity. Well, the mule makes sense shooting. for him to be in it because that was kind of the whole thing. Was he was this elderly character yeah. that was going to transport drugs across the border and everything, and that was kind of his uh, his cover that no one in a million years he he. He had like pounds and pounds of like pecans in the back of his truck. So if the cops pulled him over, he said, "Oh, I got the pecans here and this and that." And so he kind of got off. So I saw, uh, I saw. Uh, God, now I forget the movie. <laughs> with Clint? No, uh, no, the spy movie with the, with the two old pecans? people were smuggling. Oh, Cloak and Dagger. Yeah, use yeah. old people, man. They never expect yeah. that. Yeah, well, that's right? true too. That's, that's what know? the mule's about, I'm sure. Yeah, it it really is. No one thinks of him as being that guy, but uh, it was a really great one. But he's got eight ounces of heroin shoved yeah, yeah. up his ass. I know. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't that kind of mule. <laughs> I, I had this uncomfortable hunk of metal in my ass. Two and a half years. Here you go. Oh God. <laughs> All right, oh. round one. Fight. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we'll just go that direction then. And uh, 1973's the last movie he made, Enter the Dragon. Oh, Bruce Lee! Yeah. This is one of Eric's favorite movies, yeah. man. It's a great Enter the movie, Dragon, dude. man. It's such a great movie. It's Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I mean, really? Yeah. No, it pretty much is. You yeah. know, is this the one they show the flow when he like doing his arms yeah. really um, quick and you, he? I, no, like I don't think that one's in this one. Yeah. Um, I, I think that one's uh, in a different one. Yeah. Um, this is the one where he fights in the mirrored room. Yeah. Um, and he gets that slash. That, that's right. The evil villain has the claw hand yeah. that he puts Ta- on and he yeah. slashes him across yeah. his chest. 
Yeah. Um, uh, we mentioned the, we mentioned this briefly in the last pod because John Saxton, we were talking Nightmare on Elm Street, and John Saxton right. played Heather Lenkamp's dad, you know, the head cop. Mm-hmm. And then he came back for, like, a New Nightmare, and he came back for the third one also. Yeah. Uh, no one knew. I, I didn't know until later on that he was a badass right. kung fu guy yeah uh, like he was a black belt yeah I he think. was a black belt and yeah he, him and that black guy with the big ass fro were yeah, on the uh, island jim kelly yep jim kelly yeah is that shaft um no that was i don't uh, think so that's uh that's richard roundtree richard roundtree yeah um but also in this movie uh bolo bolo yeah, yeah. bolo's in the uh Who? bolo the from blood sport yeah he's a, he's a beast <laughs> that's the best way to uh, kind of uh, describe him. I mean, that's him. an he, old picture of him yeah. there. But, but like, he's, a, yeah. he's the real I deal. I mean, he was huge back in the day. Yeah. Um, in, in real life. He, in physically, what's that? He martial arts expert. Oh, yeah, I'm oh, sure, yeah. dude. He would have he given was, Bruce a run for his money, I think, in his yeah. heyday, too. There's a picture sit on him. from Bloodsport. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. Oh, Bloodsport I have seen great. Bloodsport, but it's yeah. been a while. Um. Yeah, man. And I mean, this is just. And it's sad. This was Bruce Lee's last yeah, movie. Because it was dude. one of his best. Oh, dude, it was, he was young so too, good. Wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Mid forties oh, yeah. or something. I think maybe even thirties. Yeah. Oof. Um. Well, he died by getting punched. Well, that's still up like, in the air, really. Houdini yeah. style, like. Well, apparently he had like a headache, and he bleeding. took some. He took some Tylenol or yeah. something, or he took some kind of medication and went home and went to sleep and never woke up. Yeah. I, that's the story I heard. Yeah, I, I've I heard several different things. But yeah. I mean, he had a young son. That, I mean, Brandon had already been uh, born, so he was like four or five or and something like that. His daughter has a Facebook page, really? like dedicated to him. Oh, cool. So she sells like merchandise and stuff like she's that. She's gotten she's gotten some uh, play this year because of the uh, the. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She she was like quoted and stuff. Yeah. yeah. She was quoted and stuff like that as saying that you know like um, Bruce Lee had the highest respect for Muhammad Ali and would yeah, never yeah. fight him and yeah. you know da 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 da. But also he'd kick his ass. Like, <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, I mean, dude, this was just an iconic movie from the seventies. He was um, an undercover cop in this movie, right? Right. No. Yeah. He got sent to the island to basically find out was what was going on. Yeah. It was like it was based on some kind of evidence that they. There was some evidence they found that was like 50 years old and it pointed at a conspiracy. And so like they they sent him to this island and here was this guy who was like basically head of like a... a like Mr. Han or something? Yeah, like something yeah. like that. Um, I always want to call it Dr. Claw because I get confused with the... Uh, it makes con- sense. Well, because in the Kentucky the Fried movie, they, oh, really? they spoof this whole movie. Oh, that's funny. Um, Dr. And Claw, isn't that from Go-Go Gadget? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, Inspector Gadget. Gadget, Gadget. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, yeah, in the Kentucky Fried movie one, they're like... Uh, Let's give it up for Dr. Claw. Let's all give him a big hand. And he looks and he can't clap because yeah. he's got, you know, a fake hand. And, like, that's one of the jokes and that is pretty I mean, there's funny. some very James Bond elements in this movie, too, yeah. that are undeniable. And even Austin Powers kind of uh, it kind of crossed the lines between the Enter the Dragon. Enter the yeah. Dragon could have totally been a James Bond flick. Yeah, You know, if Absolutely. they had uh, taken him out and put Sean Connery in, it could have easily been it. Yeah. Um, you know, and like also, um, what's his name? Uh, you were just talking about John Saxton. Yeah, John Saxton. You know, he was like one of the other agents. He was like yep. the American agent uh-huh. and everything. Um, and uh, Jim Kelly, he. I don't remember if he was a cop or if he was kind of or undercover. I don't think or, he was a cop. I think he was just kind of there yeah, and he kind was of the first befriended one they them. And that's like what put John Saxon over. And, and yeah, and he like, was just like, okay, whatever you need, you just kind of let me know. Yeah. Like, yeah, but he he was playing both sides, yeah. you know. Um, 
It was cool. Yeah, Jim Kelly, like, they weren't supposed to leave their room at night and uh, type of thing. And then when they got out of at night, they had, like, they sent the concubines in to have sex with them. Just yeah. basically to distract them from leaving the compound. And when Jim Kelly left the compound, then he started discovering stuff he shouldn't discover. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that Mr. Hand guy, the Dr. Claw, was really up to some shady yeah. shit. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, absolutely, dude. I love how in uh, Balls of Fury they, yeah, they yeah. spoof. Balls of Fury, very they, like this movie, too. Yeah, and they With spoof Bader. <laughs> <laughs> they send in the concubine for uh, the main uh, guy, uh, what's Fogel? Uh, uh, yeah, I don't in, know his name. Uh, Balls of Fury, and instead, oh, of getting, instead of getting a female uh, kind of concubine, Daedric Beater, you know, uh, Daedric Beater, you know, the guy from Office Space uh-huh. uh, yeah. who lived next door to him. I don't want you to fuck up my yeah, life, too. Yeah. They send him in, and he has like a great time hanging with him. And shit. <laughs> yeah. It's funny as hell. Then he frees him at the end. I forgot Balls of Fury was probably the bi- the closest remake to this movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it, no, it, really it was, was funny. Um, but also, there's that scene um, where there's the guy, his name is Pat Johnson. Um, <laughs> I know, like the most random Pat generic name. Johnson. Come yeah, on, baby. Yeah, yeah. Pat the Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dick Butt kisses yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, where Bruce Lee fights him and he, he kills him in the yeah. movie. That's where the the jump and stomp you know yeah, scene yeah. that's very famous, that's that scene. Um, so there's a lot of really iconic scenes in this movie. Um, that last third of the movie, too, man. It was just like a balls out. Everyone's fighting each other on the fucking yeah. island. Like, yeah. Undercover brother style? Actually, yeah. It was yeah. actually very yeah. undercover brother <laughs> yeah. style. Where, um, where the dude <laughs> went... <laughs> don't call me a sissy yeah. <laughs> but yeah where the, the main villain had to flee pad. into the mirror room oh, and that, dude, I and mean that, such that. a famous iconic scene for yeah. Bruce Lee like you said it's a shame it was his last mm. film because not only he had another 50, 60 films in him but this oh one to, God, to end dude. on your biggest film mm. it's very like uh, Heath Poetic. Ledger Heath Ledger style you know because Shit, Heath his, Ledger ended like on drop. his biggest film Brandon Lee died during, during the, crow, the Crow which too. was also yeah. his or, biggest film yeah you you know, I, I mean, wait a minute. <laughs> I know, right? Accident? I, think I don't think so. And, <laughs> yeah, you can see Kevin Bacon there. <laughs> <laughs> you blame me, Kevin Bacon, for Brandon Lee's death? <laughs> Maybe that's an interesting. That's an interesting thing. I haven't heard that before. I've heard a lot, but but uh, yeah, dude. So you know, just Bruce Lee was probably. It's, it's one of those ones that if you find somebody who wants to get into Bruce Lee movies, it's probably the first one they should watch is his last flick. Oh, yeah. Because it's the most uh, enjoyable one and the most uh, kind of uh I can't remember if he one. does a nunchuck, nunchuck scene in this one or not. I, I think he remember. does. I think he does a double. Um, because I think there's a scene where there's guys coming at him and they're coming down a hallway and he's just kind of like, you know, hitting them one at a time with the nunchucks and like. That was so good. Yeah, dude. He was so fucking incredible, man. All right, Dave, what do you got? Number one. Number one. Big dog. This is the great Michael Caine. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, so good. Get Carter. Oh, I love Get Carter. See, I've only ever seen the remake. God, that, that original. Who's in the remake? Uh, uh, Mickey Rourke and Stallone. And, uh, not good. I see. I was just about to say it was good. Yeah, but I've never not seen until it. you see the original. Yeah, I've the never original seen was that so one. fucking good. It's so gritty. It had a lot of stuff in it. You're like, they can't do that anymore. Yeah, it's very seventies. <laughs> very seventies. Very seventies. The opening scene. He's in a meeting with dudes, and they're watching snuff films. The, uh, no, they're well, watching yet. porn of themselves. Porn. Yeah, of oh, themselves, yeah. Like, laughing at each other. Oh, what are you getting there? And uh, it's just such a weird scene yeah. to introduce the main character. So basically, it's like you said: his, his brother dies. He gets note. His brother got drunk mm. and 
took the car into the river. And Michael Caine originally is like, bullshit. Yeah. Right. He's like, first of all, my brother doesn't drive drunk. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't sound like him. He wouldn't have done that. Mm -hmm. So he travels to London and you get the sense that he does like mob stuff in in the city he's in. Mm -hmm. And then like his boss or his associate was like, you don't think going to London is going to be a problem? They don't give you much front story yeah. at the beginning. You, you just can know, tell that he used to live there you can and tell he's he gone to, someplace and else. people know him like, they, right. like the whole time he's there, he, people throw him looks like yeah. he's been there before. So he's going back basically just to find out about... And his, he's a badass. I he's mean, a he's badass. a badass kind of hitman for the mob. Yeah. That you think of one thing you don't want to do is kill the number one hitman for the mob's brother. You know? yeah. yeah. So he comes back like right you know at the funeral. Up, right? You know? He comes back right at the funeral. Um, he t- he kind of hooks up with the guy from Krull. He hooks up with the guy from Krull yeah. that works at the bar. Yeah, he was the head kind of thief in Krull yeah. that they come across right. in the woods. Yeah, he was huh. really good in it. He's got the spike through him, didn't he? No, really. uh, no, he ended up living. Remember, oh, he, they gave him the key at the end to be yeah, the uh, the he marshal. Made out all right. Yeah, he did. He was one of the few two or three people who lived. Uh, so yeah, he starts. Un- so it's, un- it's an investigation. This, it's this going. He goes to the track. He talks to some bad guys. He kind of lets everybody know he's in town. Yeah. They don't like that he's there. They don't like that he's digging into this. Because yeah. at this point, you, he, he you know something his, strange happened. He meets his niece, who's the the daughter of the daughter the, of the his dead, bro- uh, of the, the dead, dead brother, brother, and everything. And he's he's kind of offering her money and say, "Do you need any help?" And everything. And he's, he's got to get he's got a shitty ex wife. He got he, he was trying Australia to get her to, to no South America. South America. That's she's right. like, she's come to South America with us, and she's like, "No, I'm gonna stay here and yeah. live and with my friend." And her friend is. Kind of turns out to be a scumbag. Yeah, yeah. And th- this movie takes a oh, turn a big from. Turn. Uh, first, it's just to like he's roughing people up. Yeah. And everything, and so he goes. He, he gets. So this group is after him to yeah. try to bring him to the big boss, and he's yeah. like, "No, I'm just not done with my." So you know, he pulls a gun on these guys a couple of times, and he's about to get cornered. And this girl pulls up in a car. Yeah. And he picks him up. And says, really I'm your sexy. Yeah, yeah. Really I'm, sexy girl. And this was a 70s movie. Yeah, yeah. They did a... So here's how stylistic this movie was. So let me finish that scene. He goes and meets with another guy that tries to pay him money to do his dirty work for him. And he's like, fuck that shit. I'm here to find my brother's killer. And yeah. if you can't help me, I can't help you. Mm-hmm. So he, he gets a ride back somewhere with this chick in mm-hmm. this sports car. They show them having sex. You know that they have sex after they get where they're going. Mm-hmm. But they cut it between her, him watching her drive. Yeah. And so they're like one scene he's like grabbing her tit, and the second scene she's like shifting the shifter forward. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's staring at her legs, pushing the pedals. He's watching her face while she's driving, and they intercut it seventy style with the sex scene. Mm-hmm. And then at the end they cut to her in the bed. And then she goes, yeah. take a, she, she goes, goes to take, take a, a bath. bath. This is one of my favorite Michael Caine moments of yeah. his entire career. You can because, tell this scene because you you get to see the entire. Uh, mystery unravel on Michael Caine's face. So what he does is he's at this woman's house and she's in the bathtub and he puts on this movie. And, it's like eight millimeter. Uh, film. It's like an eight millimeter film, and mm-hmm. like we learned in the movie, eight millimeter. Right. It's a snuff film, mm-hmm. and uh, well, it's not really a, a snuff porn. film. It's like a child porn uh, and everything. And you're seeing, you had met his but you're seeing already. the girl that's in the tub in the film too. Yeah, and uh, in the movie. Is his niece? Who's called Teacher's Little Helper? Yeah, and so he's <laughs> oh, seeing he's seeing his young underage niece uh, being like uh, molested, uh, molested and abused and having had uh, raped in this film, 
and he immediately goes into the room where she, this girl's in the tub and he's he's questioning her about the movie and everything and he says where'd you get the girl i, I don't know it was somebody's thing and he's uh he says and he says something and then immediately grabs that girl in the tub and says that's my niece uh-huh. and uh dunks her head under the thing and ends up dragging her outside the house and stuffing her in her own trunk and and she has a pad yeah and somebody uh he drives that car with her in a trunk to the pier and he gets out because he's gonna meet somebody and when he's up top of the dock the guy that he's supposed to the the bad guys gets in his car and just thinks that he's gonna knock michael kane's car into the river Uh not realizing there's someone in the trunks that's how she ends up dying in the trunk and everything man (laughs) it goes all the the way down over in him at that moment yeah he was not i am not he was just there to find out shit he was he would rough people up if he needed to yeah right really didn't have to at that point because he had a reputation right but then he starts once he going up the chain he like stabs that one dude in the alley you know he takes her friend Yep. He was talking to her on the bridge, uh, takes her to that dude's house that's yep. having the big party and like injects her with what heroin or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But and then, like, Maria came in while that scene was on. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's like, spreading the clothes all over yeah, the Yeah, uh, she's the... like, what the fuck are you watching? Because it looked like he was going to rape her. Yeah, no, he and just OD'd her. He OD'd her, uh, dumped her body in the pond out front of the super and rich. And then dude. that whole scene on the beach where he's just running and he's just taking his time with that rifle. Yeah, man. After this guy who's, there's like a coal factory or something going on on the beach. Yep. And uh, he's chasing these two guys one on guy. there. And, oh, is it just, just one guy? Just one ah, and it has, guy. It also has that kind of surprise yeah. ending like most you 70s films. It? And, ah, no, let's, let's not. not tell it. Let's not tell it because it's really, really good. And a lot Have of, you seen it? The original? No, it you sounds see, it like, sounds better if you than like the, the first one remake i mean the remake yeah. yeah i might like the remake i don't know i don't think so i but uh, I, I saw it in the theater I, and i haven't seen it since then uh, <laughs> because i really enjoyed the, the story original. is such a good story yeah and the 70s one is gritty I the mean, premise I, the premise is the same yeah but the it's movie still is different. coming back in the town to figure something out yeah so they, yeah they but, altered it at that point. and it's yeah. not it's not a theme it's there's westerns that have been then Use this formula. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, a million times. Yeah. Oh, obviously. No, it sure. sounds really good, though. Yeah. Michael Caine. One of Michael Caine's best flicks, in my opinion, for sure. All right. This next movie, this last one here, and this is another movie where I think the two main stars in this movie, it's for me, it's one of the best things they've ever done. And this is 1977's Black Sunday. Now, Black Sunday is uh, based on the Black September terrorist group that obviously is famous for Munich. the Munich Massacre. And everything, but this mm. is what's going on is they have turned the Palestinians have turned and a Vietnam vet who is captured overseas and has very he's not having a good time. He has major PSD and or uh, PTSD, PTSD. PTSD, and he, he can't stand the American government. He's kind of turned himself on that, so he was very easily turned by the Palestinians, by uh, specifically this female. Uh, person that's his girlfriend, you could say, uh-huh. that's uh, got him on board. And that guy is the amazing Bruce Dern. Awesome, oh, wow. awesome role for Bruce Dern. Now, the the cop who's trying to figure out this whole thing is Robert Shaw, you know, Quint from Jaws, yeah. one of the best things he's ever done. <clears throat> and this Makes was a famous book. This, movie. this was Thomas yeah. Harris. I've seen it before. Yeah, this is Thomas Harris who wrote uh, Sounds of the Lambs, Never heard wrote it. Red Dragon. Never heard of it. I mean, this was his big, big movie. Uh, and this was a uh, really great thing. <laughs> so what was going on is they wanted to do it. Uh, uh, Bruce Dern was the blimp 
pilot for Goodyear. Uh-huh. And there the Super Bowl is coming up against the Cowboys, the very famous Super Bowl between the Cowboys and the Steelers, the Steel Curtain, the Iron uh, Curtain. Uh, the Iron Curtain, sorry. Steel no, there's a Steel else. Curtain. Is it the sun? It was the Iron Curtain. No. Uh, no, I think <laughs> that's Russia. The, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were the Steelers. So the plan is that they are going to, he is going to pilot the blimp over the Super Bowl, and he's going to detonate this bomb that's filled with these like hundreds of thousands of ball bearings. Oh. That are going to explode. One of my favorite scenes is where they have to. You want to see America rally? <laughs> you carry a terrorist attack out, oh, and they're in a Super, Super Bowl, Bowl, and we'll, burn, and they we'll filmed burn the this world suck. down. No, it, they, that will be the end of the world. What was interesting about this is they filmed this movie during the Super Bowl, uh-huh. so it's the actual yeah, footage of yeah. the Super Bowl. That oh, they were, wow. I don't know how they got permission to be able to do it, and then it worked out <laughs> really well. Yeah, yeah, uh, money, yeah. <laughs> seven hundred thousand, eight hundred thousand. There's something in this million. hand, but, yeah. but over here oh, there's yeah, something like, else, oh, and this is starting to disappear over there. So it's a great cat and mouse movie where Robert Shaw is trying to find out who is behind. He knows a terrorist attack is going to happen. He doesn't, at this point, he doesn't know where it's going to happen or who's going to undertake it. There's a great scene, though, where Robert Shaw, what they're doing is they're getting the plastic explosives into the country. Uh, they're they look like the Virgin Mary statues. And they the actual statues are made of the plastique. Like he oh. breaks it off and he can form it into stuff. And what he does is he forms it completely into in a... Uh, Cheech and Chong. He, Cheech yeah, and Chong. he completely forms it into this, looks like a small, almost rowboat that he is going to connect underneath the blimp when the time comes and it's going to be filled with the bearings and everything. What he wants to do is he wants to test it. So he goes out in the middle of nowhere and... and uh, to this like almost barn and right when he lands the helicopter uh a guy comes out and he's like you're not supposed to be here well they have this him and uh bruce dern and his uh his main squeeze there are under a ruse like oh we're we're filmmakers and everything and we're we're uh we're taking photographs location scout and yeah and this guy's excited he's like oh he says i'd I'd like you to be in the photo shoot and everything i think this is a great uh location we're testing this brand new high-tech camera and he brings it into the barn and he's setting it up he's like man i don't even see the lens on that he says yeah it's it's really high tech (laughs) he's like he's like do you want me in the photo he's like yeah for scale i think that's great so he he sets him up with his pipe in his mouth and he sits him right next to the uh inside of the barn he says i'm just gonna go outside to get something you stay here and you get ready for this and he goes out boom detonates it and the whole barn is like little it's great because the barn is dark and when he goes in it the sun is shining through Through all the holes hundreds of thousands of these holes and everything and he's like the girl's like, we got to get out of here. And Bruce Dern is like really enjoying it. He's like, no, we're going to look at this. Just look at the beauty of this thing. Oh, my God. He plays maniacal in this movie so much so that I just – I love Bruce Dern and everything he's in. But yeah. this one is perfectly cast with him. Almost similar to the uh, – what was a Silent Running, you know, that movie I had talked about before where he's in space and he uh, he's – gets really attached to the plants that they grow in space and then uh, the government tells him destroy all the plants and come back with the crew and he kills the crew and decides to stay up there with the plants oh, instead shit. and runs the robots and everything. So it was, which must have been closely after Silent Running. So, I mean, it really goes down to him killing the pilot that was uh, there. I guess they don't have him on the roster to be able to pilot the blimp at the Super Bowl. So it's like his first of many obstacles. So he ends up killing the guy uh, in his room, the pilot that's going to be, and he immediately takes over. He goes down there and he says, I, he was sick. They hired me to go in here. Oh, shit. And 
At this point, they know uh, right up to when the game has already started, Robert Shaw finally figures out who uh, the pilot is. So About time. Uh, but then they, uh, Robert or uh, Bruce Dern has to land. This is during the game. He does something to the blimp that makes it look like they need to land real quick to get something fixed. So while he's landing it, the girl is driving up with that rowboat to attach it to the bottom, and then they. Uh, and Bruce Dern has got the crew all there, and he says, "Quick, get this thing attached and everything." And then they're like, "They're like, what is this?" He says, "This is all part of the camera. This is what they want us to attach to it and everything." And who's this girl here? And uh, she gets on board, and when they see that they're about to take off, the girl has like a fucking machine gun and kills the entire crew. Oh shit! So it's just Bruce Dern and the girl, and they take off in this blimp. Yeah. And Robert Shaw's on the ground, and he sees a helicopter off in the distance, and they get this helicopter to land, and they kind of accommodate this helicopter. And then they have this, like, cat and mouse thing in the air with a helicopter. It's got this, like, cable with this hook attached to it. Helicopter then, beats Blimp, by the way. Yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> well, yeah. if you're trying to keep score. Yeah. Robert yeah. Shaw connects himself to the cable and oh, just yeah, jumps man. out of the helicopter. So they're, Somebody like, did that. Oh, Scott, yeah. I think. They're bobbing and weaving, and he has to attach this cable to the hel- to the Blimp to pull it away from the uh, thing. And so much action towards the end, and they, like, shoot the girl from the helicopter, and now it's just... Uh, Bruce Dern, who's taking a couple shots, and he's got a lighter that he's trying to get to the back of the uh, uh, blimp just to light it. You see him light it several times. It's not going off, and at this point, the blimp is right over the stadium. Oh wow! And they show the people freaking out, which was was not done during the, the cover game. Was yeah. great. It didn't have the Derringer like looking like it was crashing onto the. Oh stadium. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the cover. Yeah, where you were like, oh, I this remember. big blimp is gonna explode and it's the biggest terrorist attack. It was a fabulous movie. I don't know how huge it was in '77, but uh, uh, like I said, for those two actors, it's like the cream of the crop for me to be able to see these guys do that. Robert Shaw, he and he had already done Jaws. I mean, this he is must after not Jaws. have wow. lived too much longer. After not this. too much. I I would uh, argue that he probably died a year or two later. I think he died even before the 80s, so he might have died right after Black Sunday came out. So, yeah, that, that's a different... If you're into, like, those kind of... <laughs> no, nobody needs to have been in the 80s. <laughs> Cage goes into the water. Yeah. You go into the water. Sharks, Sharks into water. That's right. (laughs) All right. So, yeah, Black Sunday, man. If you're into like spy movies and just people losing their mind and uh, terrorist attacks and stuff like that, it's right up there. And Black September is a real group that they kind of hitched their uh, cart to with this movie uh, because it was fresh in everybody's memory. It was like four years. Yeah, had what? When did Munich happen? Uh, 72. 72? Yeah, so it was like, I guess they gave it the five year window. It's like, it's been five years. We can talk about it now. Yeah. But yeah, that's it. Seventies action, man. I, like I said, I love this genre. I was super was excited to be able to with a bunch of alpha males. Yeah, definitely. Right. I mean, I don't know if we've done seventies comedies yet. That's another one that uh, you know. There's several directors that you think of when you think of seventies comedies, like Mel Brooks and Woody, uh, Woody Allen. What's that? Woody Allen. Woody Allen. That's another one for the seventies. That uh, yeah, we don't talk about much, but <laughs> <laughs> Mel Brooks. We'll talk about him. But <clears throat> yeah, that's uh, that's our top five for this week. Next week. You got a really special pod? Very. <laughs> and I ain't joking. This is very special because huh? we're doing a wild card pod next week. 
Thanksgiving pod. Thanksgiving is I got five skips. I <laughs> I, uh, I just happened to have during this you almost completed one out? my one. Yeah. I've got four. Oh, nice! He's daydreaming uh, about you. You were talking about he was daydreaming about the wild card pod. Yeah, nice. the action. Pod. I, and I was thinking, like, damn, I wonder how much time I have left. So I've got four like really good. Oh, ones. nice! I'm I've super got, excited. I've got like four out of my five picked too. Right. But you did. Oh, oh, yeah! Uh, yeah. <laughs> I got all five of my. I got picks. seven of them. I got. I got yeah. to trim it down. I don't even know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> yeah, so movies we're a bit we're thankful for. I guess mm. we'll call it, but it's uh, that kind of encapsulates everything. So it'll be our Thanksgiving pod Tremors. next week. Yeah. <laughs> after that, we have our favorite comedic performances. Like you pick one actor. I'll just throw one out there, like uh, Robin Williams in. Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. So mm-hmm. we'll do it like that. So okay. just pick the actor and the movie mm-hmm. uh, that the performance is, and we'll just talk all about those uh, performances. And then shortly after that, we have uh, that's a good one because I can do I can use movies I've already talked about, but use something I haven't yeah. talked about. Yeah, already. yeah, just yeah. talk about that person in it. And uh, there's so many that you could go into that. And then uh, obviously we have our end of the year pod that's coming up 2019. A lot of movies still to come out, so that might make that pod. That Ford versus Ferrari uh, could possibly be on that list. And, whoever uh, goes and watches it uh, first. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we'll, we'll better uh, go quick. We'll agree to whoever uh, wants whatever you know there's I think Maria might like the report I might ask her if she wants to go see no, that I'm gonna I plan on mom's coming up next Friday so right. I, and she wants to go to the movies so uh, I might take her to the movies in the afternoon if you want okay. to go if, uh, if we go see a report you might have to erase that part about me saying I might take my wife yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, if you go to see the report Sorry. well Sorry, that's the good thing if, if you go to see a report then we'll go see Ford versus Ferrari and Mom, I might so. try and go see Terminator tonight yeah do it do it I mean, everyone else is going to be going to see all those big flicks. Yeah, that are exactly. Out, so it'll be and kind of because I think it's going to be gone after this weekend. I mean, probably. And it's perfect movie weather right now. Yeah, it's cold. It's overcast and yeah. rainy. That's that's it's Friday. And it's, you I, got shit to do. Yeah, well, I do. <laughs> I do have to go to work after this. Oh, so, damn but. it. And that's but not for all the time in your day off. But not now, for huh? long, man. Not for long. Just, that's what not you have long. to be when you're yeah. upper management, man. You gotta, He's like, gotta TikTok's go going to blow up, motherfucker. <laughs> 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 Please. Please. So, yeah. Take us with you. If you want to <laughs> get a hold of us, you can give us a like or a comment on SoundCloud or iTunes. You can also hit us an email up at fascinatedwithfilms at gmail.com or visit us on Facebook on our Facebook page where we list all our uh, pictures and uh, upcoming stuff is on uh, Fascinated with Films on uh, Facebook. So... Till next week on our Thanksgiving pod. Thanksgiving tell you what pod we're, or we'll tell you what we're thankful for. Okay. Thanksgiving wild day uh, pod. <laughs> wild day pod. <laughs> wild turkey. Wild, it's yeah. a wild turkey oh, pod. Now we're oh, talking. Yeah, 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 you got to have a wild turkey <laughs> after every, after every round. Oh, fuck. <laughs> we'll <laughs> see who can get through. I, <laughs> I mean, I know I'm going to beat you guys, but it won't be, it won't be free. <laughs> uh, all right. Till next week. See ya. Peace. Bye. I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes.